starting. All right, now we're good. Yes, <laughs> sir. Let's go. No, this is bumping. This is bumping. to the 141st volume of the Black Guy Wrestling is it Podcast. 141? It is. It's not 142? No, we just did 140 last Oh, time. we up. We good. All right, yeah. cool. Yeah. All right, bet. Yes, bet, indeed. Bet, Absolutely. Bet. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Special episode in yes. the building, man. Because we're not alone this week. We're not. It's not just Peninsula Heat. Nope. No D-Mac or, uh, or Chaz. Yeah, they'll be all right. <laughs> they'll be all right. You know what I mean? I love my boys and everything. Dude. But we got a special... Yeah, we, we don't do guests on this show. We don't do guests. We do co-hosts. We do co-hosts because we got family in the building. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This brother here has the timeline hilarious. Hilarious. I meant, look, every time I see the dude tweet, I'm like, boom. If I don't retweet it, I got to like it. If I don't like it, I got to go look for it. Mm-hmm. Because my man just, he kills it. Look, when we talk about hardworking people in the game, we're talking about hardworking people in the game. Without a doubt. And then on top of that, just a genuine great dude. Absolutely. We got my man Gresh in the building. What's hey. going on, brother? Yo, ladies and gentlemen, what is up? What is up? Greetings and salutations is how I like to say. What's uh, up with you, bro? You said salutations. salutations. Yeah, we, no, we, we are we in the, the, the space of a classic. <laughs> yes, sir. You I'm, know, me and, and Keith Lee like to use it, use it all the time. So it's like, not the, not the, the food critic. We talking about OG <laughs> Keith Lee. Yes. You know, big homie. Yes. Like, sound like Booker T. That's my big homie. That's my big homie right there. <laughs> Nah, man, we are, we're very grateful that you are here on this platform with us, man. You know what I mean? I feel like this has been a long time coming. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. We don't want to work with a lot of people in this space. No. <laughs> and we don't. Yeah, we really don't. We, <laughs> so, having you on is an absolute pleasure. But you know what else is an absolute pleasure? What is Finding it? us on Apple Podcasts. Boom. Google Podcasts. Boom. Spotify. Boom. Stitcher Radio. Oh, Boom. no. Not oh, they're gone now. Overcast. Overcast. Boom. Overcast, yeah. Pandora! What's good? Boom, boom. Pod Dealers Network. What up, fam? And of course... Boom! Ah. That hey, felt right. That felt it right. Did. It was that wonderful. Felt right. Oh, and I guess we should introduce ourselves, too. Yeah. Scotland Underwood here. Uh, Solo Nolo Green. Yes. You know what I mean? D-Mac is... Still settling. Still settling. Chaz is gone. <laughs> He's working. <laughs> yeah, Chaz is working. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm... Like I said, I'm excited. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. I'm gonna be transparent. I've been depressed all day, mm-hmm. but this. <laughs> <laughs> but when I tell you, like this was the bright spot. Like I was like, look, if I don't do anything else, I can be angry at work. I can mm-hmm. be angry watching all in. But I'm not canceling this. This is this is the vibes right here. I'm happy you did, man. I wanted to do this. I was excited to get down with this one. Yeah, indeed. But Gresh, man, before we we really get uh we get to diving, man, you know what I mean. Tell tell the or, you know good people of uh, of the BGW world a little bit about yourself, man. You know what I mean. Tell us about the vibes. You know what I mean. What you normally bring to the table. We know what you bring to the table. But oh yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, 
You can call me Gresh, uh, G-R-E-S-H. Uh, no relations that I know of directly to Jonathan Gresh, but we have the same last name and same initials. People still get me confused. But for those of you who want to know a little bit more about yours truly, I am basically a media personality, content creator, technical specialist on, on the side type of... I'm on that type of vibe, mm. if you will. Basically, I've been doing this YouTube content game for 12 years now, like since 2009. So I, my math is probably off. Mm. Excuse me. The only thing I know how to do is multiply, add, and subtract money. Sorry. Come on. Uh, but Come on. if around that time, 12 years, been doing YouTube, I was doing a whole bunch of various name changes. Like I went by uh, Mr. HSR Show at one point just to be whatever. <laughs> like it, no relations to that name. It was just a whole bunch of others I just threw together and just said, that's what you're going to be. But after a while, and once I started getting older and started going to school and all that stuff, I graduated in 2016. Uh, once I finished school, I just said, you know what, I'm just going to be myself. I, I try mm. to be everything else. I'm like, I'm going to be myself. What you going to be? What, who are you going to be? I'm just going to cut my last name in half. It's going to be Gresh. And I'm just going to be myself. You like wrestling? Let's, let's talk about wrestling. Let's create content surrounded by wrestling. So I started with the WWE games type of thing. But as I got older and as I wanted to evolve as a voiceover, or a, a basically a podcaster. I started doing podcasting, Gresham Leach Podcast, which will be returning very soon in fall 2023. Uh, I, I basically slowly eliminated my, basically, involvement in the WWE games community. So basically what I do is I utilize new games, but I take the concept of what-ifs, fantasy bookings, and kind of give my own thoughts mm -hmm. and opinions. So like if I want to... See, say, hey, this is how I want to book, uh, how WWE should book, like, say, Money in the Bank or whatever. I take the video game, I I have script matches or whatever, kind of like what I used to do back in the day, and then I basically get my thoughts at the end of it, and that's been pretty much the vibe as far as the main YouTube channel. The podcast itself is basically retro reviews, type B. Yeah. When, it, when it returns, it's going to try to go above and beyond, try to go lean more into more interviews, because... Like I said, podcast and voiceover is kind of my thing. So that's why if you ever catch up, catch my content, I'm, you mainly don't see me on camera. It's because I want to focus more on my voice than my reactions. If you want to see my reactions, you, keep, you peep the podcast. If you want to hear my voiceover work or my, as I try to evolve with it, you check out uh, Gresh on YouTube at It's Gresh. But other than that, it's basically if you want to get to know me, who I am, Follow me on Twitter. That's literally how yes. I am in, in real life. Like, how I troll, or I, just, I don't even call it trolling, just me just talking. I mean, 9 times out of 10, I'd be high out of, my, out of my ass, talking crazy. And it was about Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW. I watch all of it. I don't do that tribalism tribalism bullshit. I watch everything if I can. Like, if I can't watch it, I can't watch it. It's, I'm a grown-ass man. I work. But uh, when <laughs> I'm not doing paper. the wrestling stuff, I basically... You said what? I said you get this paper. Oh, yeah, basically. Yeah. So basically when I'm not doing this YouTube stuff or this wrestling stuff, I'm basically uh, a technical specialist where I travel the, I travel the country in various cities and sometimes local. I'm local out here in Atlanta, Georgia. Shout out ATL. Uh, basically, I'm, I basically am a videographer or not a videographer, a videographer, a video t uh, operator, basically where I make the client gives me content and I operate and make sure that their conferences is, is fluid and successful so far, I've had um, I've had clients with uh, with schools. I've had I've recently just finished a show with a uh, YouTube Avenues, 
Uh, that was the thing where we, where we was in, in the we was, we was in the same room with the likes of Jermaine Dupri, uh, a lot of people, a lot of actors and, and actresses and music producers and all that stuff trying to uh, spread the, spread the word. Like I was, I think I shared the room with Ti and all these other people. Like I was seeing all these other people like lurking around, and just like I am with wrestling, like if I see anybody in wrestling, I'm I'm cool, mellow back, like I lay like I'm not a super fan of anything. I know who you are, but I'm not a super fan of anything. So, other than that, that's basically it. it. And for the ladies who, who want to know, I doubt it, but who want to know, your boy is single. Come on. Yeah, let, let him know. Say, yes, let him know, brother. Yes, sir. <laughs> Look. So, I, I'm trying to show, I'm, trying, I'm, I'm, I'm nearing 30. I'm trying to show some, I'm trying to get some loving to you. No, come That's on. all I'm saying. Hey, wait, real quick, bro. I'm the poet of this uh, this organization, man. So you gotta, <laughs> you gotta chill. You know what I mean? Like, can I two poets? No, damn. No, okay. no. <laughs> like we'll put your link. You know what I mean? But that that's my that's my game. Well, actually, it's not my game anymore. It's not it's not my game anymore. Oh. Yeah, it's not my game. Oh, anymore. you're retired now. My jersey's in the rafters, mm. man. So you know, but yeah. How many times I don't retire my jersey and and then I saw something else? I'm like, you know what? I got one more left in me. <laughs> I got one more right. I got one more right. Well, like I said, bro, you you are top tier hilarious on Twitter. You know what I mean? We consider you family, but so having you on the podcast was very important, and I felt like this was a great week to do it initially because I was like, bro, we you know we could chop it up, we could talk about all in and everything like that. But then shit started to happen, and Life. yeah, a lot of sad shit started to happen. So we go get the sad stuff out the way. We go get the sad stuff out the way. But when I talk about one of the roughest weeks in, in probably yeah. some time, um, what was it? Wednesday, I believe. Wednesday. Wednesday. Uh, we learned the passing of Hall of Famer, wrestling legend, somebody that you can legit make a claim as the greatest of all time. We lost Terry Funk mm-hmm. um, at 79 mm-hmm. years old. And with Terry, um, it was one of those things, like, you know what I mean? Like, he had dementia, and it was kind of more of, like, you kind of you kind of knew. Like, you know what I mean? Like, every time we had been seeing, like, clips of him, you just, you just saw, saw the deterioration, but he was getting older. Yeah. He was getting older. And, you know, we could save the memories for, you know, the, the next bit. But, we, you know, we think we, we, we lost Terry Funk. You know, we pay our respects. And then Thursday afternoon, we were, when I tell you, like, an absolute blindside. Gut what, punch. Yeah, gut punch. When we learned of the unexpected passing of Wyndham Rotunda, better known as Bray Wyatt. And, oh, man. That one, that was, that was different. That 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 was different. And like I said, unfortunately, we've covered a lot of passings on this on this program. But usually, the passings that we cover are like people that the legends that have you know aged or anything like that. And even like what we were gonna do originally to honor Terry Funk, it was just like more like you know what I mean like lived a great life and everything like that. Highlights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With Bray Wyatt is different because it was just two or three episodes ago we were literally talking about him possibly returning at SummerSlam. So, well, let, let's start with Bray since obviously this is the one that um, I think has had a pronounced effect on a lot of people. So, Russ, starting with you, man. Like when you first heard the news, man, what were you thinking? You know what I mean, like. How how did it impact you? I know we were talking about it before the show, but like you know, what I mean, obviously this is such a a huge loss in the in the community. 
Um, honestly, it hit me harder than I expected. It hit me just as hard as Brody mm-hmm. and Kobe and Chad with Bozeman. And those hit me pretty hard because it came out of like no one knew or no one and they and it wasn't even more so like no one knew it was more so like these were great not only talents but from what people later said were great people so it's like you hit it you it hit you extra hard and in my case when it comes to to Bray I he restored a feeling for me as a wrestling fan when he first made his debut in 2013 because one thing for those who know me I love my creepy shit I love like I literally like when I was into uh, when I was trying when I I was trying to break out into filmmaking I literally wrote a lot of scripts that involved like split personalities or stuff like that so when I see stuff like when I saw stuff like the, the cult the Wyatt family and all that stuff I was drawn to Bray as this over the top, like I won't even say supernatural entity, but like the way he delivered dialogue, it kind of it, it was like you didn't hear it hear it like that in so long. And it, when you and especially if you survived two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten WWE dialogue, <laughs> any type of dialogue, the way that Wyndham Bray would deliver, it kept you hooked. He had his way with words. He had his way to 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 sell you on any type of story, and he was surrounded by these two heavy hitters. Eventually, three when Braun Strowman made his debut. So it was kind of like I was always into that. And then when, I, and then when he went away, like when he started like losing and stuff, like because because a lot of people gotta understand like as fans of Bray Wyatt, we went through it from booking in WWE. We went through it. So when he started losing it, he had to go away, and then he came back as. The Mr. Rogers type gimmick, uh, the the, fi- the fun house. Uh, I initially wrote it off. I was like, "What the hell are they doing? What what are they doing with this? Like uh, like like you know how you write it off? You be like, what 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 is the point? Of what, what where are they going with this? But then over time, it uh, it evolved into the fiend, and I'm like, oh, they're going the split personality route. Yeah, yeah. This is my shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I was so hooked all the way through from his first debut. Like I still sometimes watch his SummerSlam debut entrance. Oh, just top, for the entrance. Top tier entrance. Watch it over and top over. Top tier. Just to watch, like the way that the presentation, the way the camera was was panning and making it feel like it's a, a out of body experience. And the match itself was short. It was pretty straightforward, but the presentation of the Fiend was just like, oh my god, this shit is great. And you, and I think that's a, a underrated aspect about that that particular match in, in itself. Because I remember at the time people were like, "Damn, you know, he squashed Finn Balor." I was like, "What did you expect him to do?" That's like, what was supposed to happen. <laughs> this is a brand new character. This is a monster like character. Did, were, did you want a twenty minute classic? No, like he had to do that. But he had to. I mean, at least he gave him some offense. Like he, he let him do his his foot stomps and stuff. But when he went for the coat gras, it was like. Yeah, give me that mouth. <laughs> he just put the mandible claw in his, and, and, and he, that was it. And I'm like, now this is what I want to talk about. Did they butcher the gimmick? Yeah, because they kind of merged the gimmicks. At, like I, I liked it when it was the fiend by itself, and then it was Bray Wyatt. Right. 
I feel like they could have did that a little. That's just nitpicking at this point because that's that's just the past. But it's like I, when it was stuff like that that I was catching. I was like, I feel like they WWE did. I I let it slide because I'm like I'm a fan of I'm a fan of of Bray Wyatt. So once that happened, like once like and then once they introduced Alexa Bliss to, to basically be his Harley Quinn to his Joker. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, I don't get it at first because I'm like, I don't think he need it. But hey, if it keeps him, keeps the ball rolling with it, dude, do what you gotta do. As long as you keep him doing. And then when he when he left and when he was when he was uh was was released, I was heated right. <laughs> beyond words. I was like, man, what the fuck are y'all doing? When I saw that, I was like, "Man, y'all, I'm like, y'all going to hell? <laughs> y'all, can, y'all can go under hell right now, because because y'all, even if you didn't have anything for him creatively, this is somebody you do not get rid of, because his creativity can help other people. That was that was my that was my response to it. But then when he, but then when I started like really like listening to interviews, because when he left, I I needed my Bray Wyatt fix." So I just started going back to listen to interviews. I'm like, this Wyndham Rotunda guy is kind of, he's all, he's all right in my book. And I don't say that about anybody. So I'd be like, it's all right in my book. And then when they got when I got the news that he was he was he was returning, because I went to SummerSlam in Nashville, and people started teasing. It was like, yo, did you hear about Bray Wyatt might be coming back? I'm like, man, don't be playing with my emotions right now. What you just talking about? <laughs> So when I started seeing when they started doing the white rabbit stuff, and I'm like, yeah, this is definitely Bray. Like this has to be Bray because this ain't this ain't nobody else. Like this is his this is his mind. And then when when you saw the Firefly Funhouse stuff, the Extreme Rules come, come around after the fight pit match, you saw the lights go out. You saw the Firefly Funhouse characters come to life. You saw the door, which was kind of like symbolic to Brody Lee as a tribute. Mm-hmm. And then when you saw him come out. And he took he took the mask off. This man got one of the biggest pops I have ever heard in my I guess you could say twenty year being a fan because I've been watching wrestling on and off since I was about eight, seven, eight. Like I was watching wrestling at the tail end of the Attitude Era, so I barely remember because I was taller. But it's like that was one of the he, he that pop was up there with your Stone Colds and your Rocks and your and and all these other people that you got back then and it got to the point where he was supposed to say something into the microphone but they clipped it so bad that they had to dub over it in post because it was that loud mm-hmm. and I'm like my nigga Bray back that's all I can say the entire time I'm like my nigga babe my nigga Bray is back he's back we about to we about to eat and then we got the Uncle Howdy stuff was it my favorite type of stuff like I felt like some of the stuff was kind of dragging a little bit and it wasn't on him it was more so like what are they doing where are they going with this like where's the context of this and then when they did it, did the LA night stuff I was like promos are fun like this is fun like Bray is literally whooping this man's ass <laughs> LA night is getting laid out left and right and then the pitch black match happened was it the greatest match I've ever seen no from a like a like from a visual standpoint, it, it, it did feel. I'm like, this is an acid trip. So what yeah. I did was I just hit, I just smoked the blunt and then I enjoyed it. Yeah. So it's like when I was sober, I enjoyed it. No, it, it don't hit. I hit the blunt and it hit. I enjoyed it. 
And then obviously he they was teasing his feud with uh, Bobby Lashley, and then he had to go away. But honestly, and I think I've said this on on the channel. I mean, before we we popped on, I want to take too much longer. Uh, but he basically, in a way, a shaped the way that I go about my my content. So for people who follow my YouTube channel, they see how I edit my videos. I go to a cinematic route. Like like everything has to have an angle or a transition or whatever. So I'm basically I'm basically taking the concept of YouTube and put my own spin on it and I'm basically taking all my viewers on a journey. That's my goal. Whether it's a short video or a long form video, that's my goal. So him with his creativity, like that's that's that literally helped shape my mind on how I want to write, how I want to basically pitch ideas, how I want to like actually produce ideas, how I want to structure everything because it's 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 creators like him and even some creators that are in the film industry that I study after uh, from time to time, like your Jordan Peels or all these other people um, that are, are that are great. Oh, who is texting me, man? Leave me alone. I'm, I'm doing something. <laughs> but anyway, um, like all this other stuff with uh, people and and um, doing all this stuff that I molded myself as as a creator behind. So when Bray, when I when I learned about Bray. I ain't gonna lie to you, cause, cause I, like I told y'all, I was dealing with a lot of stuff behind the scenes as well, and a lot of emotions piling up at once. When I got that news, I was stunned lot for a minute, and I kid you not, I'm pretty sure a tear dropped out my face. That's real. Like, man. That's real. It's like dead ass. It was, it was literally like, man, this nigga, my nigga break out. When do? Nah. Then tear broke down my face like. I'm like, damn. I said I said a real one for a real one. Absolutely. Yeah, man. But, uh, other than that, yeah. Like Bray, I can tell you, he he was a special talent. Like Wyndham was a guy. Like even from a fan's point of view, you can just read it in his in his eyes that like, he was a special talent. And WWE said that there would never be another Bray Wyatt. They are not lying. There would never be another Bray Wyatt. There could be some. There could be some. Probably some feigned attempts at a copycat, but he has something so special that you can't. You can't. Honestly, you can't even teach that. You have to have it. Mm. And that's all I got. That's all I got on that. Like Bray, that's my dude. Rest in peace, Bray. Mm. Oh, rest in peace. Rest in peace, Wonder. No, yeah. Uh, so like, I just remember that like on Thursday, I was just chilling. I saw someone just saying like "yo" on Twitter because I, w- I just popped on, and then I seen the message from um, from Trips, and I was stuck because I was like, "Nah, nah, like this can't be real, bro." Like you, we was just hearing news of this man coming back. Like right, right. I was like, "Yo, what happened? Like how did this this came like out of left field? Like this is like when." Not to compare depths or anything, but like, like how like out of left field it was when Jay Briscoe passed yeah. is how I, uh, the same way I felt uh, when Bray did because we thought we was about to be back and rocking and losing someone as special as he was is just 
crazy. And it's even, like, the thing that makes me, like, the, I guess, happiest and saddest about it is that just reading all the things, the nice things everyone has to say and the love that everyone has has for him because I ain't seen no, I mean, obviously, like, you don't really try to trash nobody when they pass, but I don't see nothing negative. It's been nothing but overall praise for as good as he was and as great as he was as a character and a wrestler, he was an even better person in the way that he was able to uh, treat everyone with respect and love. Um, the one the one thing that like really got me was reading an interview he did like when he was talking about his moment with The Undertaker oh, and yeah. how he wanted yeah. to have like a moment where someone down the line is like get excited that they're about to have a match with Bray, Bray Wyatt. Wyatt. Right. And I was right. like, damn. That shit hurt like crazy, man. But yeah, we just sad that we lost a, a real person, man. You you know, it's funny, man, because when, you know, I've sat on this this program and I have not, I wasn't a fan of the, the later years, the later incarnations of Bray Wyatt. Like, you could go back the last year, like the White Rabbit stuff, you were over it. I was done. I was done. You know what I mean? But to the man, Wyndham Rotunda, you can't not respect the creative mind that the man had. Like, I literally, like, I literally think he was a genius in this space. Just for, like, and it was like what Grush was saying. Like, you really have to take yourself back to early 2010s WWE and what the prototype of the wrestler was and who they were looking for. Mason Ryan. You know what I mean? David Otunga. You know what I mean? Like... Jennifer Hudson. Yes. You know what I mean? And... Who's in the trenches? Trenches. (laughs) Trenches. Vanilla... uh, Vanilla Gorillas. That's what that locker room was filled with. Vanilla Gorillas. Right? If you go... If you go and look at the original roster for NXT... (laughs) Embarrassing. (laughs) Embarrassing. Right? But then... Like, you on the... And keep in mind... When he originally made his debut, he made a debut as Husky Harris. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, the keep in mind. Was it the Ferrari with the engine tank or something like that? Or the yeah. engine, the, something like that? Something like that. Something like that. But think about this, right? Not only you got this big dude, clean 280, right? And you saw it in the Husky Harris. You saw the, the flashes of brilliance in the ring. But we're talking about a man from probably one of the most underrated wrestling families. His dad is Mike Rotunda, IRS. His uh, his granddad is Blackjack Mulligan. Mm-hmm. His uncle is Barry Windham. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's another uncle, but nobody cares about him. But you know what I mean? Like he's coming from a legit wrestling background, right? So, you know, he does the Husky Harris thing. You see the flashes of brilliance. He gets written off by Randy Orton putting him in the head, mm-hmm. and then the Bray Wyatt character comes. And like I said, the, even the reason why I gave my attention to it was because they had Brody Lee. I was a fan of Brody Lee on the Indies. I'm like, yo, who's this dude Brody with? Husky Harris? But then he's spitting though, as I've dubbed, the Hotep poetry. You know what I mean? He's going, you know what I mean? Like, it was for the longest time when it came to a WWE promo, you didn't have to listen to what anybody was saying. Because nobody spoke with passion. Nobody spoke mm-hmm. with validity. He made you listen to everything he was saying. 
And the thing about Bray is that he evolved his character. You may have not liked the direction it was going, but he uh, he went from the fedora to the fiend to whatever we were about to get in this this current run. And I look at I look at Bray from the character, and then you. You're like, damn, we're really never going to see Bray Wyatt on television again. But then you stop and you realize, like, you have a family that's never going to see their their husband again. You have kids that are never going to see their dad again. You know what I mean? You've got a brother that's never going to see his brother again. A sister that's never going to see his brother. And I think that's the tragic thing of this whole the thing. Father's not going to see his son. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? Like... It's the worst thing you can ever do as a parent is bury your own child. It's, it's the absolute worst, man. It's the absolute worst. And so when, you know what I mean? like, And I think it really set in Friday at the tribute forum of like seeing Braun Strowman, seeing Eric Rowan. And I think for me, like, I think it really hit. And I think I was talk, texting you mm-hmm. when they zoomed in on the rocking chair and it wasn't rocking. Like, just still. That broke me, man. Like, I, it, it was something so simple, but, like, it broke me. But then you look, just like what y'all been saying, that I I don't think people really understand the magnitude of how people saw Bray Wyatt. And the amount of people that I saw throughout the weekend tweeting that Bray Wyatt literally saved their lives. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that goes beyond anything in this wrestling space. And I, you know what I mean. I feel like it's going to be a case that we will never forget forget the legacy that he left in this industry and beyond that. So, for for JoJo, his, his four babies, for Bo Dallas, for um, their sister, to Mike Rotunda, their family. Like I just, my heart goes out sincerely to them. Man. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, any fun memories of Bray before we we get it like any fun memories of Terry Funk man you know Terry Funk a legend so any memory oh, fun yeah. any fun memory like me personally like I'm gonna miss doing the hotel voice on this program <laughs> you know from the fireflies and the buzzards <laughs> the man was spitting man <laughs> it's like, I, it's like I'll, I'll miss his his like the, his cadence yeah like you'll catch me try to Mimic him sometimes. She's like, uh, he says, in a world full of black and white. He said, I'm the, I'm, I'm the, I'm the red in a world full of black and white. Bray mm-hmm. Wyatt forever. It's like, bro. Like, hey, hey, man, I, I, re- I literally watched the, rewatched the, uh, the Firefly uh, Funhouse match with Johnson oh, over again because yeah, yeah. I needed to see that classic. It feel good for a second. Man, that's funny. That's one of my favorite ones. It is like, great. Out of all the cinematic matches that they've had, I like the Boneyard match, but that Firefly Funhouse, especially when see people gotta understand. I watch wrestling high, so when you are high, you see certain shit that a lot of sober people don't see. So whenever <laughs> I watch that, it is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Right next to the Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville match. So that's what I'm saying. Classic. Mm-hmm. When I watch that, when I watch that back, that's some of the that's some that's some of the most creative things that I've, I've ever done. Like I've even tried to re- duplicate that in a video game, and I'm like, 
I can't duplicate it bar for bar, but that is some of the best cinematic stuff I've ever ever seen. That is Shroom's level cinematic cinematic television right there. Pretty much, yeah. Like everything about that joint was just, and the fact that John Cena said that's one of the that's probably the proudest most, uh, accomplishment he's had in his career. Mm-hmm. Like that's major. Uh, it's just thinking like at the time that we were at, it was. Bro. Pandemic time. <laughs> the roads were shut down. Yeah. Oh, it was needed. It was needed. We yeah. needed this. And they gave us a classic. And just even if you look at it from just a surface level uh, of the match, it's amazing. But then when you actually like go into it and you act like you know like what they were trying to show with everything, showing that John Cena's really Bro, the worst, when he did the worst the ne- enemy. When he did the Necky Bella joint. That shit was hard. <laughs> you can look, but you can't touch. <laughs> oh my days, man! And he has a way. One thing I think. One thing I'm gonna miss about him, about him is this: is, is the way he make a song creepy. Because he even made that song low key creepy. He's, the way he delivered it. You can look, but can't. Or like when he slowed down. Because I had my sister didn't understand why he song. He's got the whole world in his hand. I told her I said when he was a cult leader. If you slow it down, if you slow it down, because you know how if you if you if you're a Christian or if you grew up in a Christian church or whatever, they used to sing that song and it used to be upbeat. You like he's got the whole world in his hand. I said if you slow it down, don't that won't that creep you out? And she looked at me. and She was like, "Damn, you're right." I said he didn't sing it like a like a upbeat. He's like, he's got Bro. the whole world in his hand. That sounds like. Um, Anton Chigurh. Look, I will. <laughs> so it's like it's creepy. I will forever say, easily in my opinion, the most terrifying thing I've ever seen in wrestling is when he had the children oh. sing while Cena was <laughs> in the cage. When Cena was in the cage, and he had that one little white boy, mm-hmm. he put his soul into that. <laughs> and then the lights came on, and they all had the sheep's mask. Ah, damn, that was a top tier feud. Damn. Uh, oh, what happened? Oh, what, what happened? Hmm? I did that. Oh, oh! <laughs> I didn't know what happened. I, I looked like, down for a second. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I did that. That's basically what that's that's basically what it was when when like it was creepy. Cause I think I, cause I watched WWE upload the best stuff and I saw that match and I'm like, yeah, that's some of my favorite shit. Oh man, yeah, this man. Like you said, RIP to a real one, man. A real one. Real. And do does anybody have anything to say about uh, Terry Funk? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Terry yeah. Funk was my dude. Like my first in- introduction to Terry Funk was ECW when I stand two thousand six. Oh you oh, oh. <laughs> that was old Terry. That's old Terry. <laughs> yeah. That was old Terry too. I, I ain't know about new. I ain't know about young Terry. I was like, cause it, when I saw old Terry, I was like, this motherfucker crazy. Yeah, yeah. I need to see some more. So I, when I started seeing old stuff, like I saw his death match. Uh, that they covered during, um, on Dark Side of the Ring. I'm like, this is some crazy shit. I need to see some more. The thing, the, the thing about Terry Funk that be that used to trip me out is like, like you know, I used to die, die back in like the old, right? So like, I'm going back to like the '70s, and I'm like, wait, now nah, this is not the Terry Funk I just saw in a barbed wire match. This thing out here right. doing the graps, grap graps, the grap graps. You know, grappling, grappling. No mustache, no goatee. Mm-hmm. Just talking about eggs and sucking them. Just 
that dick. <laughs> <laughs> an egg sucking dog, man. No, my favorite. Look, my Terry, my favorite Terry Funk feud is the joint he had with Norman Smiley. <laughs> is that the one when he was screaming? Yes, he was screaming, <laughs> screaming Norman Smiley, classic, man. Oh man, uh, I'm more. I was more introduced to Terry Funk and ECW as uh, well. Yeah, but I, but like the older, the the real ECW. Uh, when they had a, uh, when he was with a, uh, who was it? Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer. Yeah, Tommy Dreamer. Lame when ass he was Tommy Dreamer. Yeah, Tommy Dreamer ain't shit. Yeah, but lame ass Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fine. Shout, uh, but nah, those matches were fantastic. Uh, anytime him and Cactus Jack linked up, love it. Oh, you old sucking dog. <laughs> Terry Funk was speaking like that at twenty nine. <laughs> that's a that's a hilarious thing, man. He always sounded old. You know, and I loved him for it. I loved him for it, man. But you know what I mean? Like, that's what I was saying earlier. Like, Terry Funk really can make... Like, if somebody came to me and like, Terry Funk is the greatest wrestler of all time, I'm not going to argue with you. I don't agree. But, you got it. Yeah. You, you've, you've hit me with a wrestler with an excellent resume. You know what I mean? But, yeah. We don't see Terry. We weren't seeing Terry much like that anyway. So, like, I hope... You know what I mean? Like, I remember... After his wife passed away, like, it was kind of like one of those things, like, you kind of just go through life, mm-hmm. just want to be next didn't to your partner. Didn't it become a meme? Didn't it become a meme that he was always retiring and I'm retiring? Yeah, so yeah. Terry Funk's first official wrestling retirement was in December of 1983. It was uh, in Japan. 83? 83. <laughs> and he's doing the promo in Japan. He's like, I love you forever. And ever, and ever, and Terry Funk was right back in the ring six months later. <laughs> six months later, I remember um, I saw a story where someone said he retired one week and was back in in the ring a day later. No, no, like real talk. So he, <laughs> it was um, he was in ECW, and he retired. You he did the Russell Fest joint, mm-hmm. and he retired because he had the match with Brett. And you can actually go on Beyond the Mat, the movie, and he's talking, he's like, oh, this is going to be my last match, Vicky. I remember that. I'm never going to return to the ring. I just want to go out in a blaze of glory. <laughs> and boom, he was signed to WWE a week later. <laughs> that man has so many blazes of glory he went out on. And they were all great. They were. <laughs> I mean, hey, he's one of those old dudes that was wrestling that I had no problem wrestling because he knew what he was doing. Like Sting. Hey, look. Terry Funk technically saved Mick Foley's life, too. Because in the Hell in a Cell match, right, with the take with the Undertaker, mm-hmm. and Taker threw him through the ring, right? You know that knocked that, that the one that went through the ring is what knocked him out. Yeah. It was Terry Funk that stalled to let Mick get his bearings together. Oh, okay. Yeah, that chokeslam Taker did on him, that wasn't planned. No, it wasn't. Terry, Fun, Terry Funk was like, chokeslam me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> veteran shit right there. But yeah, Probably man. That so he could waste time. Yeah, man. Just, you know. A veteran of the He knew what to do. But yeah, man. To uh, rest in peace to Terry Funk. Rest in peace to Wyndham Rotunda. Rest in peace to Bob Barker. Yeah. Oh, we lost Bob Barker out here. Mm-hmm. Lost a, a, another OG. Like, man. Rest in peace to the lady who did the voice of Harley Quinn. Uh, something Sorkin. Sorkin. Yeah, man. We just, it was, this week sucked. No, nah, we uh, for uh, for voice acting, we've lost 
Batman and don't want to talk about it and uh, Harley Quinn. That's crazy. Yeah, don't want to talk about it. Mm. But anyway, we got the sad stuff out the way. We did. Unless anybody else has anything sad they want to talk about, I do not. Great. Now we can talk about these graps like how we normally do. And for the first time ever, we actually get to do a semi live reaction to something that just happened because it finished like three hours ago. Yes. <laughs> All in in London, uh, Wembley Stadium. The, what is it, now official, the highest attended wrestling show of all time? Yes. 81,035. Phew. So. I would have pulled the WWE in live. No, real talk. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. For real. I would say we are 102,000. Y'all, y'all brought the regular 101. We're going to, we are 102,000 in attendance. First, right? Yeah. I love, you know what I mean, I'm from, from the UK. You know what I mean? So I definitely was hating on every single soul that was in that building because I should have been there. I should have been there. It's all good. There's always next year. There, there, ain't, no thing. Next there year. ain't no thing, right? Literally. You see it. Announced it too. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, I saw you tweet talking about airports. Go through Heathrow, man. Go through Heathrow. If you yes. look, if you want to, if you want to see the Slimmies, Heathrow is the spot to go to. Gotcha. Because I'm like, when I looked, I was like, damn, it's like four. Let me There's like 17 airports. Twice. There's like 17 airports in London. Why are there so many airports? Uh, it's a booming city. I mean, I feel you. It's a booming city. You know what I mean? Like, I, said, I said, man, I mess around and go to the wrong one and end up in China. Nah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, like, there's one airport that's right, like, right next to, like, a really dangerous hood. They, yeah. they will rob you as soon as you walk out the... They'll rob you in the airport. Well, shit, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Where's but, my protection in the airport? The, Going back on the plane. That, that's, literally, that's literally what the, the security is saying. With the protection. They're like, y'all on, y'all on. Now, I, I kid you not, before we dive into All In, when I came back home, right, and I'm going through TSA in Scotland, right, mm. the guy asked me, he was like, he was like, hey, do you got anything on you? And I was like, no. He was like, okay, you can go through. Mm. He didn't search me. He didn't look through my bag. He just took your word for it. He just... <laughs> I was like, I look trustworthy, I guess. But if I wanted to pop off, this would have been the time. You thought you was Anthony and Logo. <sighs> Come on, dog. Come on. Bruv. <laughs> yeah, bruv. It's all good, or, man. Bro. Or as uh, Keith, Keith with the Public Enemy podcast saying, bruv. Bruv. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so all in. Uh, first of all, what's everybody's thoughts on the, the overall, before we dive in, match, match? What do we think overall the show did it was it a success did it did it leave you undesired it was a fun show simple right you know what I mean well, it, was too- it was a fun show like I didn't I didn't go in I don't the one thing about me when, especially how I absorb my wrestling now I don't go in overthinking I literally go in for fun. like I barely pay attention to the news and rumors I, I truly don't give a shit because they don't pay my bills and I don't pay their bills so it's like what it is, what it is. So you didn't but go into it, the show with high expectations and unrealistic. Nah, I, I do that with WWE, AEW, Impact. <laughs> it doesn't matter the company. I literally go, I go. You go in expecting disappointment, and then it's rather go in expecting disappointment and be disappointed than to go in with high expectations and then just be bummed out. So what I do is I just go in with low expectations, and then if they hit it out the water, I'd be like, Yo, this is a good, this is a fun show. And if it sucks, I'd be like, Well, this was ass. It's the easiest way to go, though. It is. It is. Like I don't go over. I don't overthink it because I'm like, I'm. I feel like a lot of people who, who, 
like I'm not that person that is going to yell into a web camera every week about how this shit sucks as if the company themselves is listening to what I got to say they don't care they got their money <clears throat> no for real like I think that's the thing about this show in particular like I didn't care about the card right you know what I mean like cause the show I don't care like about one match no for, for was, real and that was Stadium State Peak Look, the match I wanted to happen on the match I wanted to happen on this card didn't happen. So, at that point, I'm just gonna watch the show just to watch the show. You know what I mean? For the vibes. Yeah, you know what I mean. You you see the historical standpoint. You know what I mean? Wembley Stadium is absolutely gorgeous, gigantic, gigantic. You know what I mean? Like the presentation. Cameraman was fucking up a little bit. Dog, yeah, he was. Dog, they was killing me in that Stadium Stampede match, missing the first big hair chair shot with Penta. I was like, dog. Missing pins. I'm like, why are you cutting to this person? Yeah. The, the cameraman was like, oh, let's go here. <laughs> you know what I mean? But let's run this. Let's run oh, this. Fuck, I thought he was Kevin Dunn. That's outrageous. Come on, man. Not, not Kevin Dunn. But let's run this card down match by match, starting with the pre show. Um, MJF and Adam Cole defeat Aussie Open to win the Ring of Honor tag team titles. Uh, cool match. Yeah, we got the kangaroo kick. Did and he kicked out. They got a war, road warrior pop for a kangaroo kick. Really did. I, I respect it. London niggas would cheer for anything. Like you know, this <laughs> like historic. True. Like it's literally like I watched. I literally watched the night before Anthony Agogo show up at Progress, mm-hmm. and he you wouldn't really thought like Stone Cold came out. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I didn't know he is loved. loved. I I didn't know. I didn't oh. know he still signs AEW. I didn't know that either. I ain't seen him in a while. I thought he was gone. I, I saw this man pop on the pre-show. I said, when did you get dressed? <laughs> I think that's the thing that that's the thing that obsessed me about a go-go. It's like, it's already bad enough that we look like we look alike. But then we've literally had the same haircut. Yeah, I do. Yeah. That's why oh, you thought I was joking. Oh no, bro. I was like, nah, they look just like my man's. I was upset with you for a second. I thought you went to London and tell nobody. Nah, no, man. I ain't dirty like that. <laughs> um, now, this next match. Oh, well, in, in between this match, it was our first time seeing Mercedes Monet mm-hmm. in the crowd. First of all, mm-hmm. fine. Fine as well. Man. Fine as hell. Man. Uh, man. Respectfully, respectfully. Yeah, look. She As is, respectfully as I can say it. Mercedes is probably the second finest woman I know. There you go. Look at you, that's smart right there. Yes, sir. You're a good boyfriend. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. See, on behalf of the unretired, I can say she is one of the top finest women I know, next to uh, <clears throat> Chikara Jackson and uh, mm. Trinity and um, damn, pretty much every black woman I've ever seen. On my <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, we about to name them all. I'm down there with you, baby. Let's uh, go. Uh, <laughs> if y'all want to do that, we'll go grab some water real Willow. quick. Willow. Willow. Mm. Thank you. There you go. She cool. Willow. She mm. all right. She Athena. All right. Athena. Mm. Yeah. Oh, look, you speaking this man's <laughs> name. My two favorites right there. <laughs> speaking that man's language. <laughs> but Mercedes <laughs> popping up in the crowd. You know what I mean? Obviously. That's a big deal. It, I, it was a surreal moment. Because I'm like, I'm like, bro, you supposed to be in WWE. What are you doing? <laughs> like chilling. She didn't. You can tell she was there for the bag. 
Oh yeah, soon, as soon as I saw her name, as soon as I saw her them put her on there and then actually name drop her and give her a name play, I'm like, oh yeah, she's pretty much in the door. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I don't even think it's a case of like she's still signed with New Japan. I think she is. No, she's all elite. Lot, yeah, I'm just waiting for the book. That graphic gonna do numbers. <laughs> no, they mentioned her like four five, times. Yeah, right? like four or five times on that ca- telecast. And I was like, oh okay, I see what you're saying. Like, yeah, I was like, I, that's why I put out there too. I said, y'all just gonna, y'all just gonna cope because. It's, it's pretty much all but confirmed. Y'all, y'all, y'all be all right. Look, I know Triple H was probably on the phone. Fighting like, air, bro. <laughs> I apologize for what people before oh, did. Bring your father-in-law, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, and we can t- touch on Mercedes a little bit later when we get to the women's match. But the next two matches kind of coincide each other, right? Because the, pre- the last uh, pre-show match... Was Hook defeating <laughs> Jack Perry? Man, for was that. Out, he was out here doing Rolling Thunders and shit yeah. on the on the on the, uh, on the limo. But here's the so young young Jack. We all know how I feel about young Jack on this program. Don't like Jack Jungle Perry. Jack. Don't Jungle like Jack. Huh? I call him Jungle Jack Jim. Jungle Jack Jim. Damn. <laughs> but <laughs> damn. But uh, Mr. Perry, you know, me tapped on the the glass window, and he was like, "This is real glass." Cry me a river. For those that are, you know, me before say, out of context, you don't really know what he's talking about. Like, I really didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> he was to me. I was like, what? Okay, congrats. He okay. said congrats. <laughs> 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 he's like, I don't know what you like. But then when someone said, oh, it's because of CM Punk, I'm like, oh, okay. Mm. I'm not going to lie. I forgot. I forgot. I of course. I was like, I was like, man, paying homage to like Shane McMahon or something. Like, what, what Yo, it took me a little bit to get it. I like someone had to point it out, and then I was, t- I was like, oh, oh, he ain't gonna like that. And I ain't gonna lie to you, it kind of showed his age because it's like when you think about it. For once, someone told me, I'm like, bro, this is so mundane to be mad about or petty about. It's, okay. it's real glass, cry me a river. Oh, okay. Here's and here's the wild thing, right? Here's the wild thing about this entire situation, right? At no point have I heard anything about CM Punk being wrong. <laughs> that's the great, that's the wild thing, right? CM Punk has been right this entire time. Because CM Punk didn't want him doing the spot. Because it's, CM Punk's like, hey, think about, your safe, think about your safety, bro. Like, you don't need to do this. You're little. Like, yeah, you, you little, you young. You don't have to do, just because you're doing this new whatever gimmick they think, you don't have to go. That's the reason why a lot of the old heads are frail. It's because they were doing reckless shit. They're telling you, hey, you ain't got to do this. Calm down. And you getting mad about it. you getting a little hissy fit about it. And I'm like, all right. And when they told me, I'm like, bro, this ain't, this is stupid. And, then, and you could you could probably, be, at first you could be like, without the context, you'd be like, all right, maybe he's just in character. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then, buddy walked backstage. <laughs> <laughs> buddy walked backstage. <laughs> walked backstage. Hey, <laughs> yeah, that was about you. <laughs> and then, okay, but here, all right. So here's the thing, right? If you are going to bump somebody, right, purposely, right, you got two choices after that: either you keep walking and you just don't look back, or you square up. Jack chose the other way and squared up, and he got choked out. This is bro. This is the second time Punk don't want to fight outside of UFC. How come you didn't do this when it mattered? 
<laughs> they can fight back. They were better. I ain't gonna lie to you. That's making that's making that whole locker room look like they ain't got no hands at all. I think he also fucking with the right ones, but yeah. No, but no, 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 no. <laughs> but check it, right? There is this. It seems like when it comes to like these boys in the AEW locker room. You remember when they said uh, who was it that squared up to uh, Andrade? Was it Sammy Guevara? Sammy, Sammy yeah. Come on, dog. Um, <laughs> y'all was taking Andrade there all day. And then he gives you a fight with Kingston. Sammy did, right? Yeah. Yes. So Sammy got bodied twice. <laughs> Twice. Jack. I don't. I wonder if Jeep was probably thinking like, oh, he not gonna touch me. He got all this heat on." Punk seemed like a. Right, test me if you want to. <laughs> what you gonna fire me? Somebody put a. Uh, you remember in Baby Boy when uh, Ben Rames punched Tyrese? <laughs> he, was, he was like, "Y'all keep fucking with a nigga." <laughs> they, were, they were like, "That's Punk." <laughs> Or the, or the BET version. Y'all keep fooling with a brother. <laughs> oh, man, BET was the worst for that. But, yeah, no, so... Then, you know, it came out that they kept Punk in the building. And they got rid of Jack Perry. That's the funniest part. So you lost a, a kayfabe fight and a shoot fight at the same time. That's insane. Duh. Within within minutes. Like, bro, I would, I would quit. I don't know if, uh, if y'all school was like this growing up. But usually, if you lost a fight, you came back first. If you won the fight, you was out longer. Yes. This man was eliminated while he got to stay. That shit crazy. Man, choked the man and went right and had a uh, banger match with Samoa. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it was funny. Like, when I saw him come out, he looked, like, annoyed for, like, a second. And I was like, I wonder why he looked like that. I was like, is he, like, is he mad, like, at the crowd reaction? Or whatever, but I was like, huh, I wonder what's going on. Then more shit came out. And I was like, oh, because he had to put hands on young boy. I get it. He works with fucking children. I pro- I'd probably be more mad than the fact that, like, damn, I just got, I just choked somebody out. Now I got to go wrestle? I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm annoyed right now. Yeah. <laughs> that's, another, that's another thing. It's like, Tony Khan needs to get these niggas under control. Because it's like, bro, all y'all got beef with this man? And, and, and my thing is, Young Bucks, I understand. The elite, I understand. But y'all, what are y'all beefing about? Like, this thing got nothing to do with you. Y'all coming up more as children than the people who are involved in the actual beef. I, I will sit here on this podcast and, and happily say that if I was Tony Khan, I'm firing Jack Perry. I'm not about to lose CM Punk for fucking Jack Perry. No. Bro, you haven't done nothing yet, man. Not a damn thing. Your gimmick not that dope. I can give that shit to somebody else. I give that to my car on 2K. That's what I'm saying. Give look, give the Hollywood give it to Daniel Garcia. He can do it way better. He really could. He already got the dance. Damn it. He mm. he's actually over. Believable. Which is crazy that he's as as over as he is now. Where he came from. And you know where Jack Perry is about to be? Unemployed. Oof. Because if I was punk, I'd be like, hey man, I try to be cool. And you got these niggas coming after me? What are we doing? <laughs> you see the promo? The old, they put the video. And when <laughs> Puck was Puck, a long time ago, he was like, one day I'm going to whoop your ass. <laughs> Look yeah, at that, that wish has come true. Absolutely. Spoke, spoke, spoke facts. Manifestation, baby. But yeah, Punk jumped right, <laughs> jump right into the match with uh, Sam Joe. You know what I mean? Maybe that's why he was mad. Because who wants to get into a fight and go fight this sloppy dude? <laughs> 
That match was great. Even though it was fantastic, but <laughs> I know what you mean. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> match was great. I told you, man. When Joe's on, Joe's on. You know, what I mean, it's just this was ROH Joe. Absolutely, that's exactly what I was about to say. You know, they always say that you can tell somebody is near the end when they put on one last great performance. That would, I feel like this was Joe's last great performance. Joe ain't got nothing else to do. Joe just could say he was part of the biggest wrestling show of all time. What else Joe got to do now? And opened it. And opened it. You know, Joe was right back in the back, breathing hard, <laughs> right in catering. <laughs> Chilling. <laughs> Chilling. He probably, he probably lit a fat one if he's into that. Yeah. He seems I, I, can, I can see it. It seems like he Uh-oh. is. If I was, like, if I, if I was Joe, I would have been like, had CM Punk in a headlock. Like, yo, did you choke him for real? <laughs> like, hey, bro, like, yo, like, I heard, like, I heard it. Like, OG right here, the ref, he just told me, like, bro, did, did you did you get him with the claw or did you actually choke him like nah, bro, a yo, wild bitch double, in, the, in, the, in the food? Nah, like, bro, double hands. I, like, Why? did you, did you, did, did, he, did he try to fight back? Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, did, you hold, but, did you hold him like that little mini me in uh, that mini Darth Vader where they was he was trying to swing? No, it damn, like, no, that's how out of pocket I, I can get. <laughs> <laughs> damn. damn, but um, but okay, so here's a uh, you know what's a where do you see Punk going from here? Right, you kind of you now know what the main event was, how that ended, right? Do you I, at this point I don't even think they're gonna do anything major with Punk. In MJF for a, a, a while. I just oh, I can't just keep him away. Def- he might defend the title next week at All Out, maybe because it's in Chicago. I guess Jack Perry. <laughs> if he ain't suspended. Think no. Think about that. Would that, that it put heat on the match? That put heat on the match. Make it a and Jack Perry might actually not be a bitch like the Elite. It might be as and work together. Sure. You can make it a submission match. Mm. <laughs> 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 so you gonna get choked out in the shoot fight and in the in the fit kayfabe yeah. fight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> that should be terrible. Why, why not? Why not? <sighs> not life imitating art. That's terrible. I mean, that's how you <laughs> look. You know that's the type of wrestling I love. Oh, I do. Oh, you know I love when they put real shit in. That's what I'm saying. That's what that's what separates these real <laughs> grapplers from these halfway grapplers. That's what I'm saying, man. Like you know what I mean. Like I would actually respect if Junk, uh, Jack Perry got on Twitter tomorrow and was like, "Let me tell you what this bitch nigga did." You know what I mean? And I want him to use the N word. <laughs> so you want him to never be seen again? Absolutely. <laughs> you know he says it. Oh, oh let me stop. All right, next <laughs> match was uh, your uh, your Japanese son Takesha. Yep. And Bullet Club Gold. Defeating uh, the Hung Lovers, yep. Of Kota Bushi, <laughs> I should always Kota Bushi, uh, Kenny, and Hangman. Every one of their names for each other is sick. When they come like, up with, when they all come together, the Golden Lovers, yeah. the Hung Lovers, the Golden Elite, with that, whatever the hell. Jr. Uh, has some, Jr. was over all this golden shit. You're like, why is everything golden? He did say that. <laughs> he was like, why? Is that is that old man here? <laughs> <laughs> First of all, and they, okay, here's my question. Who flew JR to London, man? That man is tired. Let that man rest, dog. <laughs> he didn't need to be a part of Did this, Did he bro. just fall? Not too long ago, yeah. He had, I wonder if his, his eye's good now, right? Bro, stay home. Mm. 
just retire. Like, you've done it all. It's okay. You've called some of the greatest moments in the history of this business. You're good. You've called multiple people sons of bitches and meant it. Yeah. And it's okay. You've been burnt on, You've been burnt alive. Right? Like, come on, man. You Got know. your ass with multiple times. And look, I understand it if he, you know what I mean, like he just can't sit still. But man, just go be horny on Twitter and just chill on the Florida Sun, man. You good. You're That's good. what I'm waiting for. When he retires and then like, we get full-on horny JR on the timeline all day. Shit, he know better than the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He definitely be trying to talk to him. He do. Say, say nice compliments. He do. I ain't mad at him. I do need him to stop commentating that. Yeah, he's not good, man. He's not good. You you brought up a good point in the match that where the London crowd kind of lost you. Ah, dog. I would say maybe maybe I maybe I'm just being too hard. But like when Takeshka and Coda were exchanging strikes, I was expecting the crowd to like go a little crazier. And it was like crickets. And I didn't understand. They went crazy for when uh they were striking later. Not not uh my Japanese homies. But <laughs> but when everybody else was, I was like, oh, so we just we just don't care about uh Coda. Yeah, it's I thought this was shit, man. I wanted my son to get his shine. And he got the winning point fall. He did. He got the winning point. And then now it's Takeshi and Kenny at all out. As it should be. You know what I mean? Um, it should be. And I still, I think Takeshi should win that match. He should. What's the point of Kenny winning? Look. So we man, just going to have. I'm doing hot potato. Yeah. Like Takeshi's going to turn on him, do all this shit to him. Already lost the uh, uh, what's the one match, the um, uh, the blood match, the blood and guts, blood and guts. Yeah, they already lost blood and guts. He can fuck. They got to win at uh at this one, but I need him to get the real win over Kenny. Like no one's gonna respect these other wins because it won't him by himself. I think with uh, like with like, out of everybody in the match. Like, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, Jay and um, Switchblade, or Juice and uh, Switchblade, they do their thing on collision. Mm-hmm. So, in canon, they don't really count to what's going on in this actual match. He just needed a body, right? Hey, man, I don't know what they're doing with Hey, man. It looks like, I feel like they're doing a slow rebuild with Hey, man, right? So, that just leaves Kota Ibushi, who, <laughs> Kota Ibushi just does whatever he wants at this point. And he didn't look terrible. No, he didn't. He didn't look terrible. He looked old, but he didn't look terrible. Yeah, he had a, he had a little missteps doing the doing the backflip, just a little bit doing the moonsault. It's all good, but, man. But everybody was looking at me me crazy when I said he was looking bald and bloody guts. Just want to point that out. Hey, we just want to point that out. Bro. You just said that the match won't do nothing for you, and yeah. I got it. And Kota won't either. I feel right? it. But with Takesha pinning Kenny, and for if he does it at all out. Boom, then star. You got it, you know what I mean? But if they, if Kenny beats him, then really, I don't know what's going on. You're just hot potatoing. Hot potatoing. It is further proofs that uh, Tony Khan really just be booking stuff just for his just own. For the vibes. I ain't gonna lie to you. This is one of the matches like you. I wasn't really 100% into it. It's like the, the home stretch. There's a lot of these matches I wasn't really into until the home stretch, so... And this is one of them. Like, yeah, this is the, it's the, it's the right outcome. And they need to have to catch the goal for Kenny. I would say, you know, I'll say clean. 
That's what I'm with. No Don Cal's interference or nothing. This is not going to happen, but this is what I do. It's not, but... Yeah, this, but if I was booking it, and I really want... I really want to put over somebody strong. Not only would I have Takeshi beat Kane, I would have Takeshi kick out of the one wing angel. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. All right. At one. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you want to do Kenny? Yeah. <laughs> Kenny when he did in the bill. No. <laughs> fuck that, man. Give him a squash. Have Takeshi beat Kenny in three minutes. <laughs> Damn. Man, I don't know about that one, but I'm, I'm down with the clean and the one wing angel part. I'd be like, I just like to see, clean. Yeah, yeah. I just like to see stuff like disintegrate on the timeline. I understand you like chaos. Yeah, I understand. I like chaos. Yeah, it's all good. I am too. I want to see, like, like when I was in Detroit and I wanted uh, L.A. Night to get eliminated first. I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> and people was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you said that." I'm like, I'm literally joking. <laughs> you know what the wild thing is? I saw the vision. Because I was like, I want to see it too. <laughs> I want to see it. It'd have been hilarious to watch. One thing that's funny on Twitter is when something doesn't go their people's way and how emotional people get. Dog. They take that to the heart. Fuck AEW. Like, why they do it like this? Like, bro, calm down. <laughs> it's not the end of the world. Nah, man. Shit's going to work out. Watch. You know, everything works out in the end usually. <laughs> okay, sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes. Uh, in the battle of mediocrity, FTR Damn. defeated the Young Bucks. Oh, okay, all right. I ain't going to allow you to, talk, to call FTR mediocrity, but all right, the other two. Are you talking about the the, the, the full, the, the free the revolver? Free the revolver. <laughs> free the revolver. Bop, bop. Dang. Da- uh, Dax Horwood, get the Glock wheeling. You know what I mean? Uh... They'd have been perfect for uh, for Bullet Club Gold. Yeah, y'all, saw the, y'all saw the reason why they lowered the, the crowd, Mike, right? Oh, because what, what were they chanting? I think they was chanting, like, Cash got a gun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and it wasn't just a section. It was literally everything. Oh, shit. I, didn't know, I did not know that. Oh. So, yeah. Like, if yeah. you watch the match back, you would notice that the crowd mics are lower than the ring mics. So they had to turn the crowd mics practically to like negative five dB, and the regular the ring mics to like five dB plus five dB so that it could be louder. Because I was like, well, why am I not hearing the crowd? It sounds like it just it just sounded like it sounded like a vacuum. Like everybody sounded like they was in a tunnel. And now when I saw when someone from the actual stadium posted the video, I'm like, oh, that's why. That makes a lot more sense. They was trolling the hell out of Cash. You know what? I love London crowds. You know what I would love to see Cash start doing? You know, like before they do uh, the big rig. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I would love to see him do the gun motion to the (laughs) person. To the person. (laughs) Bop. (laughs) (laughs) Let let his case be finished first. (laughs) This shit, this is the perfect place. I'm about to say, let's see if he um, gets off clean. But come again. He's a white and he's a white man. He's yeah. fine. Yeah, he's yeah. fine. I mean, he's you're right. Fine. It's Florida. He could have flashed his gun at the cop. He would have been all right. Yeah. Hey, hey, calm down, sir. Hey, buddy. Calm down, sir. Come on. Calm down, pal. <laughs> Go relax. Uh, no, yeah, so... Relax. Come on, Bucko. Come on, Bucko. <laughs> Come on there. Relax. Is that a... Is that a Glock you got there? Man, all right, let me show you my... You know, you know okay, a white man. Right, yeah. right, okay, um, yeah, you sit right here with the, with, with the, with the safe and uh, uh, release... Yeah, you gotta release it, so you gotta come down, sir. You have to calm down. 
you know, the gun thing is even funnier because you know guns not even allowed in the UK. Nope, that's what makes the shit even funnier because he re- <laughs> he really could have done it. Probably got locked up. <laughs> but uh, no, so I, I I'm gonna go out and say it because I don't feel like nobody else wants to say it. What's that? The FTR Young Bucks feud. Yeah. Oh, but I mean, it's like a trilogy is not the greatest. No, this is not even the weakest out of three. Yeah, I thought shit. I thought this, I thought this was better than the second one. The second one is the one I disliked the most. What was the second one? That uh, one, it was. It after, was like a dynamite or some shit, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the uh, the dynamite after FTR wrestled the Briscoes for the first time. Oh, I barely remember that one. Ex- I probably have to watch it again. Exactly. Yeah, it's not. The, look, I'm not gonna lie. They lost me after the first match. They had. For the first match was good. Is that right? the, the one? My only complaint about the first match was that it was long. If they cut, if they'd have caught like, <laughs> if they'd have cut off like a good five to ten minutes of it. Would have been good, but they gave them like damn near forty minutes. I think it's like I think that's, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's like we were talking about last. I don't know if we talked about it on the pod or we were talking about it outside. The person that said that the young bucks are definitely influential, but they've been wrestling the same style for like ten years. That is a fact. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember them as Generation Me. It's literally the same. Before. Generation Me, my days <laughs> just unlocked a memory. Because I remember that's when I first started hating them. <laughs> Why did you hate them? Huh? I remember you told me the reason, but I can't remember. Like, they, you said they did something. Well, oh, so from from uh, the backstage standpoint, the reason why I hate it is because I can't remember. I think it was Booker T or Rob Van Dam. They didn't shake their hands. It was Rob Van Dam. I'm like, yo, how do you not shake Rob Van Dam's hand? Like, And then on top of that, boom, they're going against my boys, Motor City Machine Guns. I'm like, you got my these world-class athletes with these children. What are we doing here, bro? I understand. I you know you. what I mean? And now we fast forward and... Motor City Machine Guns are still better than them. Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. So I don't ever get into that uh, Young Bucks, Usos uh, debate. Easily like, one of the worst debates. It, every time I see it, I'm like, bro, this is... This is a, because I ain't gonna lie to you. The Young Bucks... They not the they not bad, but they not the people that I go out of my way to watch. They not the Usos. Uh, the the Usos don't have a promotion. They don't need one because they were actually signed to the number one promotion. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have to make their own. There was one already there. Exactly. I think the the shit that used to get me is when people used to be like the the Usos took the super kick shit from the Young Bucks. And I'm like, uh, see, so y'all just, we just making up stories now. <laughs> Lies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, the Young Bucks ain't cool, man. Like, you know what I mean? We've, I've come around. Oh, I told you. I have, there were, if 2019 us. Disgusted. We'll be disgusted, disgusted the way that 2023 us feel. The fact that, the fact, look, 2019 us would be disgusted that the fact that we've dedicated a whole hour to talk about AEW. That's nasty business. Yeah, man. That's nasty business. Yeah. No, I'm not even gonna lie, bro. That's nasty That's, business. Yeah, man. We have come a long way. Bro, you brought the pay per view. I know. I actually bought the bitch. I have. Yeah, I bought it for like twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Look, I saw, oh, I saw you. I saw you mentioned it. I was like, damn, that motherfucker won. And look, you, you paid full price. I did pay full price for that shit. 
I'm like, 50 bucks for this? Because I wasn't, the only time you catch me catch, pay a 50 bucks for it if, if the build is good. The build wasn't that good for me. So I just said, I'm just going to find a way to pay half price. I got you. Um, as he as he asked me before, he was like, "Were you mad at your purchase?" And I said, "No, I'm not mad at my purchase. I'm good with it. Like I'm, I'm I was satisfied for it. Now, will I probably begin on this VPN wave later? Absolutely. Yes. Hey, look, man, you get the, look, you get the v, VPN joint, then you've opened up like a whole new uh, slew of movies on Netflix. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually a good investment. It is. And it is. I think I think Miles was like twenty. 30 bucks yeah. a year. Uh, so, that's light work. Light money. Yeah, light money. Light work. Uh, Stadium Stampede. Uh, Eddie Kingston, Orange Cassidy, the best friends, and Penta against John Moxley, Claudio, Wheeler Yuta, Mike Santana, and Ortiz, who clearly still hate each other. Yes. They hate each other. They do not they like one another at all. Uh, I love it. Because <laughs> you know what it shows? Nigga, I don't like you, but we gonna get this money because you both, you and me both know we not gonna be successful on our own. Nope. They not gonna book us solo, so no. we might as well just get get it over with. And if, we, and if we eventually get make up, cool. I respect Santana because like, at least like, he's trying. He came yeah. out with the new gear. Yeah, you know I mean, still didn't work, but no. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, still didn't work. But this match was was just anarchy. It was pure violence. I loved it. Ah oh, man, that that shit with the uh, what is what's that shit they keep sticking in Moxie's head? Those, this, it was it noodles. That's what I thought it was. Spaghetti. But, yeah, is it spaghetti? spaghetti? Okay. Like hey, whatever that shit is, every time I just feel like, ugh. <laughs> just st- I already know where Renee Young is back there. I'm not Renee Young. Renee Paquette is like, motherfucker, what are you doing? You every are time. you are a father now. <laughs> Yo, he, he loves this shit. He loves every second of this. Oh, Mox is the, the, the clear definition of somebody who don't got nothing like a backup plan because <laughs> man, man goes to the indie shows for fun. Yep. Man, and does the same crazy shit. Same crazy shit, man. You know who impressed me the most out of this match, man? To, to me, who can make an argument for wrestler of the year? Orange, Orange Cassidy. Cassidy. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. At this point, I don't even get how people hate the how people still hate him. There's people that hate him? Yeah. They just hate fun. They just hate fun. Like, no, he's literally their best champion. Mm-hmm. He's like on a 32 win streak or something like that? It's like, yeah, yeah it's 32. Okay. Oh, man. Yo, when he put that, uh, the, uh, the, gl- the, 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 the tape, the fist in there, on, in the jank with the broken glass, I was like, oh, he is really about this. Bleeding, you know what <laughs> I mean? Somebody, it was like, he became Dark Cassidy. Mm. <laughs> blood orange. He <laughs> <laughs> became a blood orange. Hey, man. Someone, someone asked, he's like, how did John Moxley? Bleed like that, my like, bro. He just woke up. <laughs> it don't take much. It don't take much, man. That dude just exhale, bleed. You remember that promo Ric Flair used to do, where like he like ripped the tape off his head and started punching himself. Mm-hmm. He was bleeding. That's John Moxley. Pretty much. That's literally John yeah. Moxley. Hey, good morning. Like they making breakfast. You want some eggs? And then Renee looking like, why is the eggs red? Oh, I'm bleeding. My fault. <laughs> Renee he, kisses him on the forehead, he bleeds. He go, man, it goes from whisking eggs to taking a fork, <laughs> jabbing in his forehead. Hey, man. All I know is Terry Funk was proud of this this match. Oh, instead of that bullshit that was on Friday? Oh, that was bad. <laughs> you, you know what somebody said? You, this is what somebody said. They were like, 
y'all do know Terry Funk used to to actually wrestle. It wasn't always hardcore. Motherfucker, what do you think people know Terry Funk for? The hardcore Not stuff. People. If you wanted it, like, bro, that's the thing. It's like, they they were in a state where even if, 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 if they would have got, they would have charged everybody, they would charge this man, this man senior, they would charge Shaman, man, they would start stepping in, man, even though she retired. They would charge everybody for any type of blood that came from a weapon. Yeah, I heard that. So I get why they didn't do it, but it's like, you should have just named it anything else. Yes. You should have said the Terry Funk tornado tag. Something. But don't, don't say hardcore match and then assume. See, like, I was trying to prevent myself from complaining because of the circumstances, and I was pretty much sad anyway. But it was like, bro, come on, man. One this table. Ain't, this ain't a hardcore match. I've, One table. I think that's the only <laughs> At the very end. At the very end. I think that was the first time I laughed that night when you told, when you <laughs> told me about it. I was like, ugh. Like one point. table. I was, I was just, I just, I was just stuck. I was like, oh, okay. Fun match, but wrong title. Wrong title, right? Mm-hmm. You know what somebody else said? They were like, they were like, they convinced that Eddie Kingston thinks pro wrestling's real. <laughs> they were like, he doesn't know that, like, this is a scripted. Like somebody, got, somebody got to tell him, like, bro, this is scripted. Hey, man, like, hey, man, like. That stuff we you do in the ring, that's not real. You don't have to. <laughs> Yo, every time he just comes walking down the ring with whatever weapon he has, it just starts hitting everyone along the way. I love it, man. It just brings me such joy. Hey, I love Eddie Kingston, man. You know what I mean? Because he's like a he's like a throwback. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I hope that like when they do uh, Arthur Ashe, man, like he has like a big time match. I think I genuinely think they should do. A quote-unquote Terry, a true Terry Funk tribute match on Dynamite in Arthur Ashe. Mm-hmm. Shit, you can even do it where it's like a non-sanctioned match. Because mm-hmm. you 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 like you you setting up this Mox Kingston joint way too. Didn't they do that before at one of the Arthur Ashe where it was? Uh, I think it was Kingston and someone else featuring Homicide. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh god damn, who was it? Was it? Yeah, who was it? He be beefing with a lot of people, so. Yeah, so it's like it was one of his enemies. Yeah, <laughs> he got a lot of ops. That man right? got a lot of ops. Lots of <laughs> a lot of ops. But not um, and then Penta. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> Mink said he is the Janet Jackson of wrestling. Is hilarious. Man had a full costume change. Had a <laughs> fake the injury to have a full costume change, and with the his uh, damn music came on during the middle of the match. That's iconic, right there. That's iconic, I'm like bro. Like oh, that, I'm like so you just did a. Went from the black fit to the red fit. All right, cold, cold as ice. Shout out to him and uh, Santana for after some... after they broke the ladder, and then they got back up. Yeah, selling, <laughs> went back up to that bitch and just said, "Fuck it." <laughs> so I set foot off the off the bench. That shit explode. I ain't never seen a ladder explode. Yo, <laughs> I was like, yo, why does it look? That I was like, damn, that, that shit, shit popped. Like, terrible. <laughs> and then you had uh, for some reason Chuck Taylor was there. <laughs> Hey man, Trent's mom came too. Hey, look, shout out to Sue, man. She great. But why was Chuck Taylor? Who is keeping Chuck Taylor employed? <laughs> Yo, did you kill Chuck Taylor last episode too? I, yeah, I think I'm on a, a three week run. Yeah, right I think now. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck Taylor is your Josh Woods. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's who it is. But at least with Josh Woods, I really, I genuinely don't get Chuck. I get. I told you why. I don't. I, I he's just he he is. I don't care. Absolutely gives no fucks about Josh Woods whatsoever. Doesn't interest me. No nothing. 
I can admit that he's a good wrestler. But does it interest me? Not in the slightest. I don't have nothing nice to say about Chuck Taylor. Damn. I'm be over. Damn. Speaking of giving no fucks, John kissing Sue. Damn. Oh, yeah, he definitely did kiss Sue. Yeah. And the trick came in there start swinging. I don't blame him. I forgot who it was on the timeline, but they were thirsting after Sue. Who? That was public enemies. It was about, yeah, oh. yeah, somebody, somebody was like, yeah. They were like, <laughs> yeah, yo. <laughs> I, I replied with, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, not Sue. Sue, Sue back there just giving people cookies. Sue just would have had co- just had the cookies and be a nice mom Come on, and stuff. You out here lusting? I'm like, th- man, bro. <laughs> people reply, which one of y'all did this? Because it's three people running in the account, so it's like, which one of y'all posted? I'm actually curious to know which one it was. I was like, which one of you nasty niggas did this? <laughs> I'm just, thinking, I'm like, no. Sue, <laughs> like, got me, got me sound like Keenan uh, from Saturday Night Live. Oh, AW Women's Championship. Uh, That was so cold making this match go after that. (laughs) That was so cold. They they wrong for that. I'm like, bro, y'all y'all didn't give them a breather or nothing. But I said, yeah, let's go right to this. I'm like, all right. Not only did it was a not only (laughs) on the 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 actual main card, this was the shortest time. Oh, I already knew that. (laughs) I knew that. How, how long was like it? Eight minutes. Eight, eight minutes and 50 seconds. seconds. That was it? Eight minutes and 50 seconds. Dang. Like, I knew it was, like, kind of short, but damn. But, uh... Maybe doing the women dirty. Soraya. <laughs> doing the women dirty. And now it's even worse, man. Soraya the champ. She is the champ. I saw the timeline just get angry. I ain't giving a flying fuck when her family came out. No. Who it cares? Meant <laughs> <laughs> oh. nothing to me. Nope. Just... White people coming outside to support their daughter. And look, look from from a story purpose. Salute to Sabrina. Well, I, nah, mm. you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> I see you trying to get it off. I yeah, I was trying to be. I was trying to find the positivity in it. I was trying to find the positivity, but uh, the fuck with that. Yeah, yeah, the you know what I mean. Like, like somebody put like, like you know how like people try to over dramatic things. You mean oh, she's day? been she's been through so much in her life, and to come back and win the championship in front of her her family and friends. Dog, can I say it was like a cute moment? Sure. Do I care? Nah. You're the one that picked her in the production joint. I wanted to be right. I don't care. You I didn't. <laughs> that doesn't mean I care. I wanted to be right, and, and I look, was right. And look, what, but no. <laughs> You were right, and look what happened. You still lost. <laughs> I did still lose. Yeah, exactly. I did still lose. So you out here supporting her for no reason. I I think my only I think my only gripe with this match is like if Saray was going to pin Tony Storm, why didn't he just keep the title on Tony? Thank exactly. You. Thank you. I can see Tony Khan is a, a man of great false hope. I see why he did it, but he didn't need to do it. I don't. I, 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 this, if no. That was going to be the outcome. They put the breakdown. You should have just. I, I agree 100% logic-wise, yeah. But not, that, that's the, the, but that's the thing. Like At this point now, like in hindsight, I don't even see what was the, the point. The reason he did it, I honestly think they did it to give Sheeta like, a moment. Two moments. One, she won the, the, won the belt again in front of a crowd, and then she got to come out 80,000 people with, as the champion. That's literally the only reason I see the only reason they gave her the belt again. That's Plot. the yeah. <laughs> Plot twist I won't even reason. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Tony Khan thinking that deep <laughs> Hey man, I thought I thought that's the only reason. Because it's the only thing that makes sense. <laughs> Tony Khan was probably like, 
Oh, you got the title? Oh, we gotta get get that off of you. <laughs> I thought you. Oh, you're not Jamie Hater. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, take that off you because uh, yeah. this ain't going to work. You're not a woman I care about. I don't even want to book you. Uh, honestly, <laughs> the only reason why I booked you during the pandemic is because I was slowly booking Brick. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, <laughs> damn. Brick did get that Cody part, bro. She did. Yeah. She did. <laughs> there was a moment for a second I thought Brick might actually win. And I was about to be like, I thought if Britt was gonna win, I really thought that that uh, Mercedes might say something and pop up because she because Britt tried to have her little moment backstage hey, for a second, Mer- talk about complacency. Mercedes was in the sting rafters, man. Like she like it would have <laughs> had to. Getting out there. She wasn't yeah. getting down there no time soon. No, she yeah. She, no, she, like, <laughs> if they wanted her to run in, they 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 probably should got her a little bit closer because by the time she got down there, it would have been Monday. Yeah, as yeah. soon as I saw her that high up, I was like, "Oh, she's not doing nothing." But <laughs> she's there. Yeah. Now, would you have rather would you have rather Saraya win or Britt Baker win? Um, so nobody gonna answer. I I cause it's a hard qu- it's a hard question to answer. To be honest with you, I would rather I, I would rather it be Saraya just to get it out of the way. Fair just enough. Yeah. Just to, just, to say, just to say you did it, do what you do with it, because I ain't going to lie to you, I have no hope for this division. None. It's quickly, it's... it's <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah, it's quick, quickly coming to hair apparent that Tony Khan does not. <laughs> I don't know if you guys peeped the video scrum. One of the, uh, one of the, the press, uh, shout out Lyric Russell. Lyric, Lyric. Yeah, shout um, out to Lyric. She, uh, asked the questions, like, basically, she was basically asking, like, uh, are we gonna? Can we expect more uh, women's matches or something like that? And he was like, "Well, we try to get the, the biggest stars on the on the broadcast and shows." Like he basically nonchalantly said, Yo. "None of these women are the big stars that we give a shit about, so we're going to continue to do what we do." And I'm like, "Bro, the shit that cracked me up about it is the first thing out of his mouth when she asked the question. He was like, "Well, we did book Chris Statlander and Ruby Soul for next week." It's like, nigga, she asking you about tonight. What about tonight? (laughs) (laughs) What what about right now? This Sunday? (laughs) The bitch you just had. That shit was crazy, man. Uh, Bro, every every single day, I'm just just under the impression that Tony Khan does not give a shit about the woman's division. He doesn't, because if he did... He's doing that just so he won't get backlash for not being women on the show. But he, okay, so but here's his name, right? So say they they do have Mercedes under now contract, right? Is she the the game changer that they need in the division, or nope. is it going to be the exact same? <laughs> it's gonna be the exact same thing. Unless that man decides, like, if I were to Mercedes, I would literally be like, bro, if you want me on your on your team, this shit got to change. Oh, but Mercedes, she not she not an opening act. No, she not a middle of the card. Mm-mm. She ain't gonna be in that nine o'clock spot, slot every week. Nah, I'm either in, I'm either in the opening or I'm in the main. Yeah. And you I think treat me like you gonna be you gonna treat me like the tropical queen. Oh no, mm-hmm. no facts, facts. Acknowledge me, bitch. No facts. <laughs> <laughs> because whether we, you know, because I have no doubt at some point if she is signed, like Britt Baker Mercedes, that's the that's his marquee match to him. That that is his marquee match with Britt Baker. <laughs> Dog, she better not. <laughs> Mercedes is going to be carrying the fuck out of that, man. Dang, Dog, hey, man. 
She's care. She's carried many times before. I ain't gonna hold you. She's gonna care the fuck out of that bitch. God, it's like you know how you try to be. I try to be easy on Britt because she's dating Chugs, aka Adam Cole. But at the same time, it's like, bro, I ain't gonna lie to you. Your lace. Yeah, she don't. That's the thing. She don't like. I really do support her because she dated Adam Cole. <laughs> It's like I'm only so, I'm only nice about her is because she's dating Adam Cole. But if she was not dating Adam Cole, I would literally be like, "Yeah, this this this, this chick sucks." Hey, Get her off my TV. The nicest thing I can say to her about her in this match was that that curb stop was nice. That curb stop was dope. I, I like that. A nice curb stop. Yeah, that was a nice curb stop. I give her that. And that's yeah. mainly on her opponent for knowing how to sell it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Next match was the coffin match. Darby Allen and uh, the Icon Sting coming the, out first of all to seek and destroy. Duh, first that's that that's that ninety nine. One thing, yo, TK don't be playing about this money when it comes to licensing. Hey, <laughs> I heard that. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I was like, I know this. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know what time it is. I guess uh, Swerve, and Christian Cage, Swerve. I'm sorry, dog. That's a that's a world champion to make making. They should have gave a uh, Flash garments the instrumental. Mm. Because he, because he kept. I don't know if it was like the in-house uh, monitors, kept but he kept missing the beat. And yeah. I'm like, he probably can't hear. Whereas if they would have gave him an instrumental, he could just go at his own pace. Yeah, it was. He was, sound, he was sounding off with it, and I was like, I wonder what's going on over here. It was dope to see. Nine times out of ten, it's basically the in-house because uh, in-house uh, monitors that you got the earpiece that they gave you, and it was probably going in and out. Mm-hmm. It was dope to hear the the ADK say Swerve's house multiple times. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then once again, the MVP of these matches are Sting, the Goat. That man's just doing anything. Whatever he wants. Sixty-four years old. Whatever he wants. Killing the game. Give him the world title. I'm being dead <laughs> ass. You've been saying this for, for years. years. You've been saying it for years. And let me ask you a question. What's up? Has Sting not proven that he's worthy? <laughs> hey. Stay, hey, he entertains me every single time he gets to them ropes. This is how I always look at it. <laughs> I don't care about Darby Allen at all, nope. right? The only reason why I tolerate Dar- Darby Allen on my television screen is because Sting pops up. Yeah. Right? And every time Sting is on the screen, I don't know. He just makes the shit better. <laughs> even when he don't even say anything. He, is there any reason why he should have been doing that table spot? No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not at all. Like, dog, you got nothing to prove to us. Dog. He's just chilling. <laughs> My man, the table ain't break the first time, so, and the crowd was like, do it again. Do it again. Sting was like, bet. Went back up there, made sure. Let drop. Pow. <laughs> Look, watch, uh, watch Swerve kidnap him on Wednesday. <laughs> Swerve seemed like he'd do something like that. Can Rick Ross come back? Oh, Rick Ross and Sting interaction? Yes. I need it. Come on, man. But yeah, I mean, it was like I said, it was a good match. No, no, nothing really. This is the match you used to care about when Ar Fox was in it. Yeah, but Ar not doing his uh, he not doing his work. Nah, yeah. Ar, he's not accountable. You know what I do appreciate? You know, I mean, a little callback that Nick Wayne didn't accept his apology. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? Like you know what I'm talking about, right? Nope. Oh, see, why'd you just not say that? <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, I thought you were going to keep going. That's why I, I was like, that's why I was like, I was like, oh, I thought there was more to this. My bad. <laughs> nah, so they did a little backstage segment where A.R. Fox was like, went to go shake Nick, Nick Wayne's hand. Mm-hmm. And Nick Wayne just walked away. He didn't accept the apology. Oh, okay. As he shouldn't. No. I mean, bro, you nearly killed this man. 
Yeah. A child. And wore oh, his God. blood. Bro, this dude is fresh 18. Like, he ain't been 18. He's fresh 18. So you literally broke into this man's house, whooped his ass in his ring, broke this man's window, broke a, a picture of his dad over his body, disrespected his mom, wore a bloody T-shirt, of my old bloody T-shirt, and threw it in the face of my mom nearly four days ago. Some, and you, yeah. want me to, you want me to accept your handshake? Someone... Someone said, you're like, that's how you can tell Nick Wayne not a real wrestler because that's how they used to do shit back in the day <laughs> to get accepted in the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> he said, nah, ain't about this hazing shit. You take an ass woman like a man. <laughs> and then you come back and you shake my hand. Uh, now, a guy like me probably would have slapped him. Yeah, no, facts, facts. You, got jump- you know what? That's the type of shit that make young men racist. You got jumped by two niggas. In your crib. In your crib. <laughs> and all y'all niggas, man. Like, like, I fuck all y'all. I don't even care. Nick, Nick Wayne gonna start a clan group. <laughs> he's gonna start a, yeah, he's gonna, he gonna bring a whole bunch of white dudes out in white hoodies. Like, what you clan, bitch? <laughs> Look, Darby already halfway there. He's close. He got the face paint. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyway, uh, in a match I really didn't care about, Will Osprey defeated Chris Jericho. I ain't gonna hold you. I, ain't, I didn't care about this one. Either. Didn't like, care about it, it at was, all. It was it was a fun like from a visual standpoint. Like Will Osprey is pretty cool in the ring, but I was just not buying a Osprey versus Jericho match. If it was Osprey versus Omega three, maybe because I liked the first two matches. But mm, with all due respect to Chris Jericho, it's like. I tolerate you, but I I haven't really been a fan of his since his little champion days. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh, did I care about the match going into it? Absolutely not. But I will say that they at least got me to like, in like involved with the match. Yeah, and like I was able to enjoy it. And uh, when they started, especially when they started cooking towards the end, I thought that was good. And especially because obviously there will no, there should have been no way Chris Jericho should get this W, because for why, for who, for what. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, also, I know people out here really love Chris Jericho. I never need to hear him do Judas live ever, especially trying to do that damn Eddie uh, Freddie Mercury shit. No, don't ever do that. I'm gonna get the fuck out of that. Uh, word. Yeah, I didn't mute it. I, I stayed. I turned on Spotify and started playing Taking It Off for Soul Sco. Oh, damn. So, you did. You handled it way better than I did. I sat there and just listened. I was going to say, I refuse. I refuse. That I, man was doing, hey! No. Yeah, he did, the shit like, he did the shit like he was fucking Come ready, bro. <laughs> and I, t- I said, dog, no. I told you, man. It was like somebody said, man, Jericho knows how to latch, latch on to something that's hot. And ride it until you don't really care about it no more. Ricky right. Starks. Ricky Stark, you know what I mean? He okay, who who was it that I said a couple weeks ago that anytime they feud, they just there's no momentum after that. I can't remember who it was. I don't remember who he said. Anyway, but that's what Jericho is. Just, just you feud with Jericho you know what I mean? Not not to say he don't build people, right? But, like, all right, so take uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society, right? Honestly, the only person that really got 
like over was is Garcia. Because mm-hmm. I don't care about Sammy Guevara. Don't know why Jack Hager is still employed. They could have done so much more with 2.0. Yeah. I want to reiterate, I don't care about Sammy Guevara. Nope. Right? Will Osbury, right? I can make, you can make the argument, is the best in the world right now. You can make the argument. Top five easily. Right? There are so many things you could have done with Osbury on this, this card. Right? So many things. Right? Mm-hmm. You could have done the... I, I get. I kind of get that the Osbury Omega joint is more of a New Japan joint. So you probably want to save that for Wrestle Kingdom. Right? But honestly, this would have been the perfect match for it. I got you. Because you think, you know what I mean? Like, they already had the match in Kenny's home country. Have the match in. The final match in, in, you know what I mean? Japan, Canada, Mm. England. Right? But no. Here comes this fat bod. (laughs) Hope Keeks is not listening. I don't want no... No smoke. No smoke. No smoke. <laughs> no, no smoke. But I'm just calling I call him a fit baby mom. They you called him a what? A fit baby mom. Damn. A fit baby mom. No, that's real. That's real. Because because NBA Twitter called him a baby mama. Yep. So so, so he's now because he's fit because he got a six pack. So I like he was a fit baby mama with a six pack. That's all literally. Hey man, I still remember that night. They roasted the shit out of Chris Jericho. Top two. Top two. I was like, oh, because <laughs> it was just funny because it was a bunch of niggas that ain't watched wrestling it forever, and then they were like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Chris Jer, Chris Jericho. Still, <laughs> good thing Steam won't still there. Oh yeah, now they probably been hyped for Steam. Steam don't be doing anything. Yeah. He be chilling. He don't be in the Jericho way. was Jericho was looking terrible at that time. Yeah, that was that was not a good man. His body was disproportioned. And then and then he had a, that was a bad match where he, I think he slipped. Yeah, oh, yeah. he did. <laughs> The worst, that the was worst, not a good showing. The worst night for it. Oh, man. Uh, the trios match. Billy Gunn and the Acclaim. They want to get Alice and Black. You know what I mean? You need that buffer match mm-hmm. to kind of calm the crowd down, and that's exactly what this was. Shout out to the House of Black for the Bray Wyatt tribute they did. That was dope. That was beautiful. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, they came out in all white, too. That, yeah. that was John was dripped out. They came out in all white. That was dope. I like it when dark characters wear... Color they're the not light. supposed to be wearing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Oh, my bad. Not to go no, back to yeah. some some other drip. Yeah, from early in the night, Blackpool Combat Club drip when they had the little pea coats come out. Oh, that's the, that shit was dope. I I would love to actually have that pea coat. That looks nice. Oh, uh, be sell that before mm-hmm. we before we get into the main event. I mean this with the most respect, but I need Daniel uh, Brian Davidson to stop getting hurt because he prevented. My Nigel McGinnis return match. Now, there's so many people I blame for this, right? Mm-hmm. I blame Danielson for thinking that he's a young man and he can keep going as hard as he can. No, dog. Mm-hmm. Wrestle two times a year and keep it tame. <laughs> Relax. Relax. Yes. Number two. So you mean to tell me you could have done, just think about it, you could have done Osprey challenging the legend McGinnis and you could have done that match. You could have. But you know they weren't gonna have no pay per view without Chris Jericho. I'm just telling you that that's just not gonna happen. I'm just telling you. I'm not saying that I agree with you 100. percent But who the hell is Chris Jericho gonna face? Retirement. I don't know. Damn. I don't know. I don't know. But then the main event: MJF, Adam Cole, 30 minutes. Uh. 
Yeah. Oh, we, we didn't really think of finish about talking about the trios match. Like, what did we think about? Oh, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't watch it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I literally just saw the entrance, and that was it for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I did not. I did not. That was all it was. They were basically telling the story. Yeah, they tell the story in between the match and stuff. They were basically uh, telling the story of like, will um, will will it be a three peat with uh, Malachi Black and or House of Black defeating Billy Gunn? But obviously it didn't, and we got new tag, got new trios champions. Yep. Hey, look, man, I'm, I'm happy for Billy Gunn and. Um, I'm happy for the claim. Yeah, I'm me too. Actually, met them in Detroit. Two. Great dudes. They so. seem like they seem like good dudes. Nice they guy. seem like genuine good dudes. And you know me. Shout out to um uh to House of Black. You know I me. Mean? Buddy Murphy continues his uh his losing streak in life, <laughs> losing his title. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, he might be engaged, but you know, are you really winning? He say he hate watching every yeah. week. Every week. <laughs> Bro, you literally had to sit there and watch your woman push another man into the wall with his hands up like this. I've seen it. Yeah, I'd make I saw me, that. I was like, mm-hmm. how would you make if that was your lady? How would that? How would that make you feel? Oh, I'd be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you. You'd be, be sick. I'm like, you would be doing that to me. <laughs> <laughs> this is our time. <laughs> Buddy Matthews. Buddy Matthews is the definition of well, she comes home to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, yeah, y'all, yeah, y'all have y'all fun, but she comes home. That's mine. That's right, buddy. You talk, you talk it through. You good, buddy. Uh, talk, talk yourself through. It's you all good. Right. You good. You're convincing G. yourself. Hey, you're good. It's all right. That man be tweeting through it too, bro. <laughs> Every <laughs> you, know, you know, whenever we be making those jokes, he be wanting to reply like, "No, you know that that's that's all mine, right?" <laughs> that's nah, my girl. I've, 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 you all hers. Does that's, that get it twisted? Come on, mm. come on! But you know what? We know what it. Look, no, we trolling, we trolling. Though, I want no smoking, buddy, man. He all straight or New Zealand, whatever he, he is. He big as shit. Right? He know he yeah. that, 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 yeah, he swelled up. No, I, that that is not a small man. I still, I'm still not forgiving WWE for trying to convince us he was a cruiserweight. <laughs> that was a ridiculous time. It was. It was a ridiculous time. He <laughs> was right, cooking. No way, this man a cruiserweight. <laughs> he yeah. was cooking though. He should have been the king of all of them. He was gigantic. <laughs> Yes, what do you mean? Man, yeah, going up against uh Man look huge <laughs> next to Cedric Alexander. Pac like Pac was kinda big too. I'm like, bro, you ain't no way you're crazy. Like, yeah, short, but but the thing the thing about Pac man, like he little like he jacked up but like he's small like small in stature. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. But no, the, the wildest one they ever tried to when Matt, remember when Matt Hardy had the cruiserweight title? Yep. No, I'm full yeah, ball. trying to say, oh yeah, he's losing weight. I'm like, bro, you look the same. You know, he Matt, looks exactly the same. Matt Hardy. <laughs> I was going to make a joke. I'm like, oh, no, go for yeah, it. Yeah, say it. Nah, say it now. <laughs> huh? You remember that? You remember, like, remember, you, you've seen Adrian Adonis, right? Yeah. Remember how he ballooned up? Mm-hmm. That's Matt Hardy, right? <laughs> <laughs> you, you tell me he's two hundred five, but you he's like, yo, that's a clean two uh, two sixty. Yeah, yeah, he's not no two hundred five. Why do you think he was wearing them baggy pants? Trying to make himself look like he was skinnier than he actually was. What's that pastor that has the huge hips? Hmm? There's hmm? a pa- there's a pastor. He got like he got the say he got uh. Uh, baby bear, uh, baby bear, <laughs> baby bear, <laughs> his baby bear hips. <laughs> That's why Matt Hardy was wearing them baggy pants because he's got the top of hips. I don't know what you're talking about, but that's what. 
<laughs> I gotta show you, man, because he's a, he's a bypass and he like he always be walling out. Like he, I think one time he like spat in his hand, like mustard on the dude's face in like a sermon. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> I saw a nasty pastor that uh, he <laughs> he was praying on this woman who had a gigantic ass, and he just kept going. He kept hitting her on like the hips, going like this. You know, it just filled it up on her. I was like, you ain't got to pray for her like that, that's dog. It, what you nasty. doing? That's nasty <laughs> nasty <laughs> better. Oh, but yeah, the main event, MJF, Adam Cole. The story continues. Um, first of all, shout out to the woman that got ran over during MJF's entrance. Damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that car, that car ran. And she, you know what? She, that is a top-tier actress, man, because she didn't break character. Nah. She kept rocking. They should have had two people push that instead of just I, I would have been on the ground screaming. Ah! <laughs> That's the whole shit. <laughs> That's the whole interest of. I'm getting a check. Absolutely, but uh, what you what you guys think of the main event? Man, did it live up to our expectations? They told yeah, a great story. Yeah, uh, they told a great story because I was I, this is one outside the stadium, San Pete. This is one of the matches that I was pretty much interested in from an emotional standpoint because. They both won me over with the skits because I've said it on the timeline and I said it in general. I'm more of a storyteller. Yes. Like, I enjoy the wrestles from time to time if, it, if it's like if I'm invested in the actual wrestler, but I'm a sucker for stories. That's why I was always praising the bloodline stuff as much as I was or I was because I'm like, this is some interesting, compelling story and the acting is good. So, to see this from a story point of view, at the react the way it was, I enjoyed it. Absolutely. Um, they did piss me off with that false finish, though. Dog. Oh, the draw. Dog. <laughs> I real. I was like, they ain't about to do this. I was like, I know they ain't about to do this because if they do, they about to riot in London. <laughs> it was about to riot at home. Yeah. <laughs> I got hype. Oh, you got hype. I was like, yes. Bringing back that 1930s wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Wrestle for three. Wrestle for three hours and it goes straight to a draw. Mm-mm. Nah, nah. I thought it was dope the way they they did it though with the uh, asking them to say they five more minutes. No, no, <laughs> no. You, we, we deserve more than five minutes. We're going into there's a winner and goddamn freaking Wembley. I'm like, alright, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's like these London niggas don't care. <laughs> they don't care at all. Hey man, it was hype, bro. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. You can do the bare minimum in London, man. They're going to get excited regardless. Because they don't have much. Damn, dog. You... I mean, right, like... <laughs> <laughs> much. I what I mean by that... <laughs> <laughs> no, you, no, you said what you said. You don't rate it the UK scene. <laughs> Nobody, <laughs> Nobody there. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, it's not like they get nice things off the... Are we talking about wrestling? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about them as anything else. <laughs> you're not wrong on either front. Oh, damn. I, I don't know too much about them in another way. I'm just talking about wrestling-wise. Like, no, no. Here's the thing. They do get a lot. You know what I mean? It's shit just not broadcast. People just don't talk about it. That's why I was getting mad earlier in the week with, like, this fake, uh, like, oh, WWE stole all the talent. Nobody told the talent to sign with WWE. People forget that um, niggas was signed part time with NXT, mm-hmm. right? It was when they signed uh, Gunther. That's when everybody was like, "Yo, we need to lock these contracts down." And then everybody started being a weirdo in Britain, 
and everybody's like, yeah, we gotta get rid of, we, we gotta vex this out. Can't just have anybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they got a healthy scene out there. You know what I mean? Now, is it... They just don't talk about it. They just don't talk about it. Now, is it is it 2016 healthy? No. No. <laughs> that was an incredible time period. That was an incredible time period. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, like I said, they're doing Wembley next year, man. Like, it'd be an absolute shame if, like, a guy like Michael uh, Uku isn't on the show. Right? Mm-hmm. Because, like, he is literally now becoming the face of British wrestling. Right? So, it'd be great if next year, going into Wembley, look, he was already there as a security guard. Boom. For him to be on the main show next year? Come up. Come up. And I feel like that's what they need to do with these international shows. Focus on more international talent to kind of give them more exposure. If that makes sense. No, absolutely. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Like, like, honestly, like if he wants to, throw a battle royal on there. And, and, and like highlight certain indie talent that you that no one from the U.S. ever seen. That's what and that's what I was saying earlier, like in the uh, zero hour, and they had Grotto come out. You know what I mean? Like people love like Grotto. Like Grotto is actually like a, a UK celebrity, mm-hmm. not just in the wrestling. Like he does movies, TV shows. No, out I remember there. him from TNA when he was in the, in there briefly. He, he was booming, booming. Shoot, at one point when TNA was like seemed like they were about to die, like they had a bigger UK following than WWE did. Damn. Oh, yeah, of course. Like they love Jokerstein. They do. Because everybody over there looks like the Joker. So, <laughs> I, can, I can speak from experience. Oh, man. <laughs> but, yeah, no, so, like, that. if my only drawback to this show is that, and we were talking about it before um, before you hopped on, bro, but, like, I just, like, next year I hope that we see more promotion. Like, I want to see more talent, like, on Good Morning Britain everything like that uh, more internet like more local talent like they could it would have been dope if like the night before if they do like this if they do this annually if like Rev Pro holds a battle royal and the last two people of the battle royal they get an opportunity to be on the zero hour on uh, oh, the next dope. night that'd be dope like a partnership yeah 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 you can do the same thing in progress because here's because here's the thing and I think people tend to forget that NXT Europe thing is about to blow back up again. Mm-hmm. So what do you think WWE about to do? Give me. Yes. That's if it does, because I, I think the news is going to die down. Like, I won't be surprised if it doesn't. You know how they just be popping up with shit. Like, they'll probably announce it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In fact. Yeah, they'll probably, they'll probably wait till the Royal Rumble. Like, oh, yeah. NXT Europe. It's <laughs> probably going to be tomorrow. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Your boy about the, 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 the debut for NXT Europe, Wembley Stadium. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? But um, yeah, overall, I, re- I really enjoyed it all that. It was, yeah, it was. Yeah, that's what I said. That was my overall rating. It was, it was a fun show, fun experience. Like, it didn't, it didn't overstay as well. Like, some people weren't really a fan of the, the length. Like, they still feel like it was too long I'm like it started if you watch if I watched I watched it from when it started so that was like what 11 I think they started the pre-show at 11 yeah. and the, mm-hmm. then the zero hour at 12 eastern and then one o'clock and then it ended at like what five so that's like five hours that's like what's that like seven hour viewing experience I it wasn't really too bad mainly mm-hmm. because if I did get like 
tired a little bit to where I feel like I'm sitting too long. I have to stand up and just do something, and then I'll sit right back down. But nothing, nothing. I wouldn't change. Like it's certain matches, certain matches I probably would have trimmed a little time on and added to something else. But I'm not losing. I, I'm not losing sleep over it. This was a fun show. Yeah, and like I said, I, I'm. I mean, I, I love just the feel of it. You know what I mean? Like the one thing that you're always gonna get. At a, out of a UK crowd is just the crowd gonna be rocking you know what I mean look niggas was missing football for this yeah I mean like we, we in the midst of the Premier League you know what I mean Scottish Premier League going on right now like rugby popping like you know what I mean like people are skipping out to fill, fill the stadium now out there there really is a difference cause in fact right now right now it is only it's maybe about it's about to be it's close to it's in the late hours. Mm-hmm. It's in the late hours. You know the bars are popping right now. Oh sure, jumping. There's a lot of lot of sluttery taking place in London right now. Sounds like a great time. Sounds look. That's why I'm saying you need to come out there, man. You would lose your mind. Hey, bro. You already know. I love the accents. I, not me. Nah, 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 not nah. Me. Of course not. Not me. No. Not me. Nah, bro. I like. You know what I like? Mm-hmm. I like one lady's particular New York accent. As you should. Yeah. I love yeah. that for you. Look at you, man. Yes, sir. Love it. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> but other than that, that was pretty much all I had. On, oh, on, yeah. On tab. <laughs> we'll see you real quick. Oh, oh yeah, 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 we, yeah we, we did good. Gresh, <laughs> is there anything you want to talk about, man, before we, we, we close out? Man, did you, anything on NXT? Anything you want to see this week? You know what I mean? All Out thought? Or, you know, anything you want to... I just want All Out to not suck. That's all. It is look, all out is literally collision part two. And then NXT, they about to start their heritage. Uh, they're basically their NXT G one. That shit's gonna be fire. Mm-hmm. Especially if they they brought back Butch or Pete Dunne. They got Pete Dunne. Tazawa's in it. Oh, Tazawa's in it. Tazawa's in it. Okay. They got Little Regal. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know he was from Georgia until yesterday. Okay. Now, so here's the thing, right? <laughs> born in the UK, but he was raised. He was raised here, here. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was like, I was like, he wasn't born in America. Mm-mm. But then I was like, you can't have two England representatives. Oh, it's like one. They can only be from yeah, one well, country. I think so yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's what they're doing. You can have like two. You can have two, but they want to have three because you have. Oh, Pete Dun- uh, Tyler Bate, yeah, yeah. representing you. Like it'll be imbalanced, so they, they had to have. I mean, it, it made sense. Like he. He was born in the UK, but he was raised and lived here his whole life, so it made sense. Which is funny because he has no American accent. No. Yeah. Not at all. No. Oh. Well, of course, because your, your father and your mother talk their their native, uh, native. accent yes. around you, so it's, it makes sense. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's just because like it's something I'm actually experienced, but it's always funny like when people when I see people from the UK. And they've settled like in Virginia mm-hmm. or like North Carolina. I'm like, you went from cold ass England to <laughs> the country in North Carolina. How did we get here? <laughs> you hot as fuck too. Like Miro, like Miro. You know, he from Bulgaria. Nigga live in Nashville. Oh, white I'm like Nashville. <laughs> you know what I'm, I'm like? I'm like, that's an interesting this is, place. This is where you found peace at. That's what's up. Nashville. Not oh, even Memphis. No, nah, not even Memphis. Nashville. Nashville. Oh, Trick Williams in uh, Dragonoff. Oh, that was dope. Oh, yeah. yeah. The boys cut. Trick one. Trick the one, man. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, especially with that theme song. Yes. Yeah. If yeah, I true. was them, if I was them, I would dub in the whoop that trick voiceover. But like, if he do keep it on the main roster, so we're gonna have to rile on the main crowd, not knowing how to rap it. Yeah. Kind of mm-hmm. like how they did the old Legato Del Fantasma thing. Cause you it was like Legato, so they can kind of eventually catch on. Hopefully, it catches on. So. I think no. That's the, see, that's the thing. Like anything that can pop in NXT, but it's like you got to go. Gonna, yeah, not as it's not as popping in in the main roster. So nah, and that's why I think Trick and Carmelo and Stand and Deliver. That's what Philly, I want. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Philly crowd already gonna like instantly be like, "Whoa, that!" Because it's all gonna be niggas there. <laughs> Lots of niggas. I feel like the only people who watch NXT is the niggas. No, like for real, I don't see too many white content creators talking about NXT. Nah. They, don't, they still think it's the 2.0 stuff. Well, I'm like, even the 2.0 stuff wasn't even that bad. The 2.0 stuff was great. I enjoyed the 2.0 stuff. I enjoyed it. Like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It was well, an acid trip to get used to, but then after a while, after I got used to it, I'm like, yo, this is some good shit. Like when uh, when Phil from Graph City called it NXT Undressed, I was like, that's the greatest <laughs> name ever because I love it. One, that show was great. Oh, that show was a classic. MTV was Undressed. Classic. Yeah, man. Shout out to Friday nights at 11 o'clock. <sighs> <sighs> Yeah, man, those are, those are good old days. They don't know that about that. They those are good old days, that. man. You must have, you gotta understand, a lot of these kids don't even know what a VHS is. You right? You right? Yo, you ever looked to see, because uh, I looked at it recently, you know how much it costs for a VHS player? How much? Uh, you can get a VHS player for about 300 to $400. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, you know what? I, I did have my, um, I'm getting old That's moments more than today. what I paid when I was Exactly. But yeah, I did. I did have a. I'm getting old moment because my young homie at work. He we were talking. We were talking about uh, college parties. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Hey, what was what was uh, the Norfolk State parties like back in the day?" Mm-hmm. I'm like, "God damn, dog! Mm-hmm. Like back in the day." <laughs> and then I had to think about. It. I was like, "Damn, that was back in the day." He was. Yeah. yeah. I, was like, I hate when they be like back in. The day. I'm like, God damn. I had to really think. I was like. It wasn't that long. I was like, it was long ago. Hey, dog, it was 06 for me. So yes, that was a yeah. that was a long time ago. <laughs> Come yeah. on, dog, we yeah. ain't got to do this. If I say three years, that'd be twenty. Woo, woo, woo! That's so long ago. Yeah. <laughs> so you, long you know why when they be hitting me with the oh, uh, remember they were like oh, once in a lifetime was eleven years ago. Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like when I see like. Oh, you were uh, you were a freshman in 04? It's like, damn, I was. High school freshman. I was like, goodness gracious. Dog, that's why I be feeling like like Twitter need like an age limit. Because they, they be joking people. They, you was in high school in 04? I'm like, I'm like come on, dog. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, on, yes I was. I was a junior. <laughs> let me let me enjoy my life. I'm like, I'm like, oh my god! It's like, oh yeah, if you over the age of nah, they, this will kill me. They're like, if you over the age of 27, it's about, it's about that time for the AARP membership. I'm like, bitch, if you don't get out my face, nah, for real, yeah. How disrespectful, I'm 20, like nigga. I'm not even. No one is eligible for AARP until we're at least about 50. They don't even like, send the magazine to you 50. These youngers, these youngers are—they just sick, man. They sick. They getting disrespectful, so they need me for something. Exactly. Oh, how do you do this now? I'm, I'm, I'm old. I'm, I'm, I'm let you figure it out. I don't know how to do that. I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry about that. Can't do and then I turn around and do it for myself. I'm like, but I thought you did. Yeah, I don't know how to do it for you because I'm old. You better do like the rest of your generation. YouTube it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> but look, but unless anybody got anything else, man, I think that's uh, a stamp on a fantastic episode. So oh, yeah. yeah, so Gresh, man, please let people know where they can find you, all your links, promote whatever you need to promote. This is your floor. Talk to the people, my man. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, you, if you don't know me already, you are. You should know me by now. But mm-hmm. if you haven't followed me anywhere, you can follow me at Josh Gresham RG. That is on Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, as well as well, you know, Facebook is Joshua Gresham RG. But if you need a direct link for all my links, solo.to slash Gresh is the way to go. That's the central hub for all my links. Uh, if you don't follow my, my personal page, you can follow the Gresh Digital brand. That is literally my... Uh, basically my bread and butter my EIN my yes. business uh, or you can follow Gresham Lee's podcast that is com- that is going to be returning the end of the year we typically do retro reviews but I feel like this season season 3 will be I'm, I'm going to try to step outside the box and try to do some things with that one as well and um, if you haven't already just make sure you support the black wrestling community honestly because mm-hmm. we can't we can't grow individually but we can grow together so I hope you uh, you can peek me, you can do me, and you can uh, follow me and make sure you always eat, sleep, flex, and repeat, as I always like to say, because uh, we got to do what we got to do as creators in this in this interesting space. Yes, sir. Interesting is the word. Oh, my gosh. Who are you telling? <laughs> uh, but you can find me at uh, Poetic Scotland on X, and you can find me on Instagram for Scotland underscore Underwood. Uh, you can find me on all social media as Relay of the Leaf. Um, follow the two pod pages on uh, X and Instagram um, at BGWPod. You can follow DMAC at DMAC Tardy on both X and Insta. And also, oh, you wrote it down! No, 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 no. I didn't write this down. Uh, My lady wrote this down. Oh. She was like, y'all keep messing up Chaz's joints. <laughs> <laughs> so. She wrote Yo, it down. she is a real oh, one. A real one. My baby <laughs> shout, came through. Shout out to her, yeah, man. My baby came through with the clutch. <laughs> she got time so, to listen to this. You can find Chaz out X at my underscore man underscore Zoe. And you can find him on Instagram at Chaz underscore Zoe underscore B. Thank oh, you. I got that right. Yeah. Thank you, my love. <laughs> I appreciate you. Thank you. Hey, man. Shout yes. out. But, hey, guess what? Huh? We are nine away. Huh? Nine away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, whoa! Yes! Yes! The road to 150 is coming, after after this episode, nine. Hey, shout out to us. Look at us! Yes, yes, we're consistent. And it's only August. (laughs) Who would have thought? Come on, let's go. But, uh, Gresh, we really appreciate you coming through, bro. I hope this is not the last time you come through. This floor is always open for you, my guy. Oh, yeah. If you ever need me, you know where to find me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So uh, on the road to 142, mm-hmm. we are out. Peace out to, to my, my to my world. world. <laughs>